Welcome back to the Talking Gaming and Tech Podcast, where we get into the latest technology, gaming news, pop culture news, and all that just fun, geeky stuff we just love to mull over and analyze every week at 5 o'clock, twitch.tv slash gettechgeeks. Come check us out every week. We are usually here. It's usually 5. Most of the time, every once in a while, we'll have a weird time frame or something like that, or something will go on. But on average, 5 o'clock. That's standard Eastern time on over here in uh, North America. Though. Standard Eastern time. Standard Eastern time. Eastern, <laughs> standard time. No pressure, guys. No pressure. Eastern Man, standard. Eastern standard. Really took on us for a journey on that one. <laughs> so, and this week we have interesting stories about, obviously, Call of Duty is being thrown in every week. And Boldar's Gate 3, which we have actually, there's going to be a longer oh. topic that, that's going to be involved with that. Um, and Ghost of Shima is getting a co-op mode. And on the tech side of things and pop culture and whatnot, um, there was a iPod that was made for the U.S. government under like a secret thing that was going on. That's pretty interesting. The BlackBerry, I guess, is not gone. There's the Nubia has a new watch. I really like their first one, but even though it was kind of a prototype thing going on, I do like this one, too. Um, and uh, supposedly we have a story that's RAM and SSD is going to drop in price. I really hope so. That'd be nice. Well, they already have. So this there's is actually there's a bunch more. of factors more than just what that article covers. Believe it or not, I will go on to that. I can talk about that when uh, the article hits. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but before we get into any of those topics, what in the heck has everybody been going up, doing, using, playing, whatever the hell you've been doing so, as far as gaming goes? As I was saying before the podcast started, I ended up picking up uh, Battlefield Five and Battlefront Two for ten bucks a piece for pro days at GameStop. I had a like 25 bucks in credits or something that I wanted to use. And I never really got into Battlefield 5. Um, I never played it. And I ended up downloading it. And it's probably one of the better um, Battlefields that I've played in quite some time. I've already sunk like 11 hours into it. I've had it for a few days, surprisingly. Um, it's a wonderful game. The game's beautiful. Like with RTX and all that crazy oh. garbage enabled. Oh my Lord, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it absolutely is, amazing. It's beautiful. It is. I don't recommend doing that in multiplayer, even with the 2080 Ti. It kind of it struggles. Mm. Um, but my lord, it is. I it is absolutely breathtaking. Everything feels good, and just everything is really, really solid about the game. Battlefront Two. I don't have many good things to say about that. It's buggy. Mm. My first game I played, I couldn't spawn in. People were bouncing all over the place. It was just a mess. Now you got these uh, for the computer. For the computer, yeah, it was ten bucks for digital download at GameStop.com. Yeah. Oh, you went on the website. Okay. Uh, yeah, pro. Yeah, they had their pro days. It was it was Saturday. It was last Saturday. They had a bunch of really good games. Like, um, God, they had the collector's edition of uh, what is the? It's like Dark Souls, but it's based in Japan. Um, Samurai's Neo. Neo. They had the collector's edition that for fifty bucks for the PlayStation Four. Like the physical collector's edition was sweet. I don't have a PS4. It wasn't worth my time. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been playing those games. And again, as I said last week, Breath of the Wild. I'm very deep into that and Animal Crossing. But other than that, that's been about it. How about you guys? <sighs> the sigh. Well, I, <laughs> the sigh. 
I have made another fatal mistake in my life and had decided to dedicate hours upon hours of my own being to design and build a Divinity 2 campaign for you all. A campaign he's designing, A campaign. Yeah, Not it a took campaign. me four hours to say campaign, you prick. It's a campaign. We're going to do We're a campaign. We're over campaign. here picking on, we pick on Nate for Tooken. This dude says campaign. Why don't you just say campaignist? <laughs> hey, I am campaigning. I, I am campaigning for the right here. to say campaign, okay? I have the side. Right. Anyway, as I was saying, a pricks. I am dedicating hours upon hours to build this campaign in which only Woody seems to be excited to play. I am. Like, dude, like I said in the chat, I have a nerd boner over this kind of stuff, so please, feed it. Um, Other than that, been watching the playoffs and trolling any team that loses to the Bruins, because that's how I roll. Because I'm kind of a dick. I don't want so, the nights nice so to do well. Does, but... does that mean when it's when it's colder, you don't get the virus? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that was actually funny. He dropped a subtle one, and I loved every moment. I of completely it. missed that one. <laughs> he went right over my head. Took him way too hard to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just putting together this uh, this campaign. I'm extremely excited. Yeah, me too, dude. No I, joke. I I hope everything works out, but like I said, that load thing might be a problem. It takes like ten minutes to load the okay, game. Right we have to now. wait for we have to wait for ten minutes just for Minecraft to start. So this is oh, very okay. accurate. Well, I, I feel like our first session is gonna be like us getting characters made, loading so you download the maps, and then me explaining you, how you to wanna play know the game. loading, go ahead and download Minecraft, download a two hundred and sixty seven <laughs> mod mod pack, and then then we can explain loading. Yeah, well, every time I have, have seventy two extra maps that I'm trying to that I have in my file to use. That's to crazy. Build, like the thing. On. How about an endless he, map? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this is, game works. I am completely in the dark at yeah, how Divinity okay. even is. So. The, the game, the actual story game, has giant a giant map. You two like it has like four giant maps. So you play through one and you move on to the next area. Yeah, that's I get it. Right, but in this mode. I don't have any access to huge giant maps. For some reason, it won't let me load the ones from the campaign. Gotcha. So what I'm doing, that basically is how it's going to work. You'll have the world map. I'll RP like we're playing D&D. Yeah. I'll ask you guys where you want to go. We'll move you guys there. And then I'll load up the map for that area. So like at the beginning, you guys start out at a dinner party at this, uh, at this town called Free City. Okay. So that will be the first map loaded. And then cool. after, after I RP through all that, we'll go back to the world map and we'll RP where you guys are moving next. And what I'm going to try to do because I don't have massive maps is if any of you have played final fantasy tactics, yeah, you know how there's sections of the game where you get to a, a, a map and there's like a picture of like a cathedral and there's four different battles. Yes. So I'll have like a background picture of like wizard's tower. And then I'll put four small battle maps into that. And that's how we'll move through the dungeon. Dude, I'm excited. I don't, I, you know, I hey, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you taking your time to to build this stuff, to create a story, to create a character, to create all this good stuff. I really wholeheartedly appreciate it. I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for everybody who wants to play, uh, and, except for the two who weren't appreciative last time. Oh, dude, I am stoked. 200 like, hours plus. Didn't even I, remember the goddamn story I was laying out. 
either way, I am <laughs> I am very excited. I'm very interested to partake in this the, this this story this um thing. I really am. And um, oh, you're too kind. Thank you so much. And uh, dude, yeah, I'm I'm excited to start. I really am. No joke. I think we're gonna have more fun with this because it's it, it's literally just D and D, but it it the engine we're using was built to play an actual game. So everything in it runs smoother. It's easier to like combat is controlled by the game because it's all an actual engine. When Fancy Ground is just rule sets that I'm allowed to put pictures into and put together and write my own story for. So therefore I have to keep track of all the D and D rules. They have to target their own character through like a arbitrary, annoying targeting system. Yeah. They have to keep track of their stat, all that stuff. It, it, you don't have to keep track of that shit because it already exists in a functioning game. They're just giving me the ability to design what I want in that functioning game. I'm yeah, still here. I'm just eating dinner. Much Sorry. smoother. Yeah, we'll get more. That, nothing though. So yeah, we'll get more into that when we get to the Baldur's Gate topic. Yeah. So, Bazinga. Uh, I've been haven't been playing any games lately. I've been uh, looking for places to live. <laughs> and that's uh, the game. Yeah. Survival. You're in full blown survival mode, bro. And I've you know I've been with my girlfriend and stuff, and we uh I also got a uh an invisible. Oh, congratulations, Nate. I also got, <laughs> also got an invisible guitar here. It's actually green, but it doesn't show up on the camera. But it's not bad. Uh, it was what, 150 bucks. Another cheap guitar with a decent. I mean, that's decent. I'm in trouble. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's so good for the price. I'm impressed, and I got a free T-shirt. Hard luck, Kings. <laughs> They're like, dude, we really, really need to keep this customer. He apparently is our only one, but he's supporting <laughs> the entire company. The only thing that drives <laughs> me crazy is right. So my uh, the other guitar I got a couple few weeks ago, that came in in two days from Germany. This guitar took like two weeks, and it came from California. So I thought that was pretty crazy. But America for the win, America, America. But that's it. That's all I've been up to. Yeah, it's, so, it's my birthday. This is birthday. So. I've been get, obviously playing Call of Duty with these guys and still playing like solos, like like obviously on the side, which is pretty fun, messing around with the Bruin because I got guns just like stupid broken still. Even they, they said they said they nerfed it, but I still on average playing solo I got like eight kills a game. You gotta, with that you thing. gotta use the foul like, with a shotgun crazy. attachment. It's like Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty broken out. too. It's really Dude, broken. I tell you right now, man, I feel like the Odin is a secret broken gun no one knows about. No, people have done pretty decked out. There's a bunch of people that have, and the Odin, uh, in some respects, is pretty powerful, but it doesn't come close to what the broken uh, Bruin is, and same thing with the foul with the shotgun. It, it's like the foul with the shotgun attachment kills you within 30 meters, kills anybody in 30 meters, one shot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Call of Duty is that's terrible, a bad, bad. It, Call of Duty is just terrible, man. Accept it. It's just terrible. Oh, that's great. Um, and a bunch of streamers were actually <laughs> saying that we're going to they were going to actually stop playing it for a little bit because of the broken, like, foul with a shotgun. Uh, what do you call Infinity Ward immediately tweeted out. They said, we're fixing it immediately. We won't worry. There's going to be a patch very soon. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. But if this, if we were in, like, the end of September, they wouldn't care because they want people to move to the next Call of Duty anyway. Yeah, which you'll be getting into at the end of this podcast. But there's a whole big cipher thing that went on and whatnot. Your uh, camera froze. Yeah, we'll, we'll fix it in a minute. But, um... Anyway, so I've been playing that, obviously still messing around, playing through Breath of the Wild on a modded game, 
which is a whole lot of fun. And this time also playing through with like all kinds of crazy tricks and glitches and like if anybody doesn't know like the you can use the shield to like bash through like basically glitch yourself through walls and shit. So I'm messing around with all those glitches, the moon jump glitch, which allows you to pretty much infinity jump, which is pretty crazy. Um just messing around with all basically because I've played through the game like more than a few times. Now I'm just breaking the game as much as I possibly can. So which not is a lot of fun. Inject, but I did the um per, uh, permanent time skip actually. So when you start the game, if you hug the wall right when you um gain control of Link after you get yep. the Sheikah plate, hug the wall just right, run up the wall, and then jump at a precise angle, you can leave the resurrection shrine not toggle the um without toggling in the beginning scene. yeah yep. and you it's permanently 5 15 in the morning and it's never rains ever yep. never ever rains unless you somehow end up walking by that area then it'll trigger correct yeah yep yeah it's pretty great yeah which is pretty neat um and obviously there's a whole bunch of other glitches and stuff and whatnot with that game that I didn't know about, and I've been like just checking out this forum that has like so many crazy little glitches and stuff that are in that game. <laughs> um, just having fun, just breaking the hell out of it until Breath of the Wild Two comes out, which will probably be in about like half a year or so. Um, yeah, it was they possible. announced that shit pretty early, didn't they? <laughs> uh, well, they announced it a year ago, and they like a lot of people suspect it's still going to be about another year until it yeah, actually comes that's what out I'm saying. like i feel like they um, really announced that shit early well the reason why is because it was supposed to be the expansions and then they were like um there is too much data for an expansion guys this is like a whole nother game and they're like yeah you're right <laughs> so that's what they did so but i can't wait for that expansion to come out um other than that actually haven't been playing as much games been actually just uh, studying other things, which is unrelevant to the podcast, so I won't get into that. Um, but that being said, let's move on to our first topic. So, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a co-op mode this Ghost fall. Ghost of Tsushima is getting a co-op mode. Tsushima. Tsushima Shimoshimo. I guess supposedly, if you already completed the Ghost of Tsushima, uh, including the super tough lethal mode. Crap. And are yearning for more, you might be excited to learn that you'll soon get a slice through waves of enemies with your friends. Yes, because I want to slice through waves of enemies with my friends. That could be fun, actually. Um, I would much rather have a, uh, a battle royal mode. <laughs> huh? What do you mean, huh? I told you, battle royal mode works with everything. Stuff, 100 samurais running around, killing each other till there's one left with an excellent combat system. Done. Yeah, no, but like a, just a straight up like this kind of like equivalent of like a samurai beat em up and be able to play co op and going through and just like kicking the shit out of people. That'd be um, fun. For honor, yeah. give, me battle ro- give, give me give me a battle royal mode. Are you listening, Ubisoft? Battle royal mode. Get on it. Hmm. And not like twenty. <laughs> as many as you can afford to get. If it's only going to be forty or fifty because it, to keep the combat system, that's fine. Still build a giant map. And give me a battle royal mode in that game. That game would be amazing without it. I'd be playing that game right now if you guys still wanted to play it every now and then. Hmm. Woody, play for honor with me. Oh, anyway. you want AFK? Sure, okay. I'll get right on that, Greg. <laughs> anyway, so the developer took inspiration from Japanese folktales and mythology for the two-player story for four-player survival missions and two-player missions 
tapped into the combat fundamentals from the main campaign. But there are new magical twists that offer that often require careful synchronization with your partner, according to Bridges, who's the main developer. Um, cool. So that that all could be pretty aside, cool. Cool, and it's free. So all jokes aside, keep doing what you're doing, Sony, because you're doing it better than everyone else. Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. This is definitely I don't care awesome. If hates me for that. It's free. Well, it's not Sony. It's sucker Dude. punch. Yeah, but here's the thing. The different if it was a Microsoft company, they would have to go to Microsoft and ask if they could release it for free. And Microsoft would tell them no. Sony gives their studios the freedom to do stuff. So their studio sits down and goes, Well, we just sold seven million copies. We're a hit. We don't need to make any more money. We're a hit. Well, let's go ahead and release this free as a goodwill. And Sony's like, We're not gonna argue with you because you made a ton of money. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I mean. Like Sony says they have the freedom to do whatever they want, and I'm sure that's why they're allowed to release this for free instead of charging 20 bucks or something for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that this article doesn't point out, now, is this online two-player, or is it just couch co-op? No, it's online, and it's four-player. Is it? Yeah, it's four-player co-op. You know? I mean, four, yeah, but is it online, though? Dude, if it was... You it could be four-player on the same screen. No, I know, but I'm just saying them. Well, no. Took well, it a minute and think about what you just said. <laughs> well, no, it just doesn't say in the article, so I'm like, what the heck? It's like kind of misleading, but well. Well, that, that would make it like a yeah, top-down game. It would. I, I get what you're it. saying, Nate. They took in you for a ride, and you're confused by it. Well, no, it's just they don't point it out like it's online. So it's, at first, you read the article, it makes it sound like couch co-op, actually. I just want him to be like, you son of a bitch, just once. <laughs> um, so it's definitely really cool. Okay, so let's get into Baldur's Gate 3, Early Access PC Requirements Revealed, and the, it's actually happening at the end of this, at the end of September, I believe. So excited! Yes, um, dude, very excited. I, yeah. I would say we should play it together, but I don't want to make you guys buy it. Anyway, so, Divinity. so I'm definitely buying this game. Like, I was there, we were there at PAX during the reveal of this game, watching the comp, watching the big reveal with the panel yeah. and stuff. Um if you guys, you guys know, if you watched our, you got to our YouTube channel and watched our video at PAX, you know, we were sitting there watching this whole like panel um, and super excited. The fact that Baldur's Gate is actually going to play like D&D &D and not like a friggin' Diablo game, which is awesome. Um, so the requirements for PC minimum requirements, Intel Core i5, 4690, AMD RX 4350, which is, that's really low. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, eight gigs of RAM, NVIDIA, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 780. Or an AMD Radeon R9 280X. Wow, um, that's kind of low too. Um, but it asks, for, it asks for eight gigabytes of RAM, so I, I find that interesting. Yeah, it wants well yeah. because it's calculating a lot. Yeah, of well, yeah there's no, so I, many. I understand that, but everything else is like God. A 4690 and a, a GTX 780. Yeah. When the hell, God, that's like what ten years ago. Yeah, but eight gigs of rights, gigabytes of RAM, which is what a lot of computers come with now. Unless you yeah. pay a little extra and get the 16. But that being so, said, dude, yeah. Like, so, I want to play that game with you guys. So obviously I'm, I'm more than excited. To run probably on Mac settings, the recommended requirements is like i7 47K or a Ryzen 5 1500, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, NVIDIA G4 GTX 1060, AMD Radeon RX 580. Uh, My laptop another... could play this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
that isn't that bad a requirement. Most people will be able to play this game fairly easily. But it I don't think like, I can. Sorry. When when we were watching the panel though, this game looked absolutely freaking stunning. Like uh, just the amount the lighting effects, the details, like holy crap. Um I can see why it needs a lot of RAM. There's a lot of things that are getting loaded into this game. Um granted that's gonna be using mostly the GPU memory, but and dude, still. Oh, I thought you were done with the whole technical stuff so we could talk about the stuff people care about. No, no, you can get into it, Grim. Uh, the best part about this entire setup, too, is that they were like, when asked about a GM mode, they were like, we're not working on that right now, but we're going to do one. That means that they're going to finish the game first mm. and then build a GM mode. Which is exciting. Me, yes, because that means they have more people to work on it. And last time it was like an afterthought that they did when they started the game. They were like, oh, and make a GM mode out of it. So it's good, but it's not as detailed as it could be. So I'm extremely excited about this game because if this GM mode comes out like next year and it's good, we can have a lot of fun playing D&D. Oh, dude, I think it's going to be fun regardless. Like um, the multiplayer mode is supposed to play like exceptionally well, supposedly. You want to know something really cool fact? Now, you guys were saying, you know, holy crap, eight gigs of RAM. That's a huge thing, right? So there's was, was a game that actually I still play it. Um, it's called Magic the Gathering Chandelier. So it's Magic the Gathering, but you travel across the land and you battle with decks of cards. It's Magic the Gathering, right? So what's nifty is there's no real difficulty setting, but if you own a really, really fast processor like i9-9900K, it is incredible how difficult the AI is. The better your processor is, the harder that game is. It, it's an incredible thing, and that's just the way they designed it. So, And it's a whole shitload of stuff to load, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. But I'm almost wondering if there's just so much crap loaded into this game at once where the 8 gigs of RAM is going to be a minimum standard. Now, is that 8 gigs of RAM installed or 8 gigs of RAM free and usable? Oh, no, installed. It's installed. Okay. Whenever they All do right. that recommendation, it's installed. That's what I figured. It's just some yeah. games you see the minimum recommendations. Have you guys tried playing on minimum recommendations? <laughs> it's pretty well, shitty. The, the reason yeah, I'm dude, saying... I played I paid PUBG at minimum for fun. <laughs> the okay, reason I'm I know saying what, eight I know gigs what it looks like. The reason I'm saying eight gigs is because you know we're finally coming to that time where they're asking for more RAM. And more RAM has never hurt. I mean, no. it's more page filing and everything else. But hmm. what do I know? It's not like I know what computers are or anything. No, no. <laughs> You just fiddle. Yeah, I, f I fiddle. <laughs> I fiddle hard. Fiddle the diddle all day long. For you sure. have no idea. But My name it's is probably Woody. it's probably for requirements for certain things. Because I'm pretty sure, like Call of Duty and a few other games, newer games are also eight gigs. But I've right. never I've never seen them get close to using it. But it's just in case there is a lot of shit going on, on the screen, they're able to pull from it. Well, I have a 64 gig, so I hope I meet something. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only one actually is Minecraft. Obviously, uses a shit ton, but yeah. Yeah, That's I have, point. like, I think the, the, <laughs> the, the mod pack that I'm playing now, I've got 24 gigs dedicated to it. Hmm. From your computer or from the server? Um, Well, from the server, it's only 4 gigs. <laughs> but from the um, my computer, it's 24. If it's if you only have 4 gigs on the server, why do we have such a hard time with the actual servers? No idea, but I got it to, we got it to run really, really well now. That makes no sense. Hmm. Tell me about it. It's Java. What the <laughs> hell do you expect? Yeah, right. But, uh, you, but you couldn't get the other ones to work. Nope. On yours. Nope. Wow. Barely. It's weird. It I've got 196 gigs on my freaking server. Yeah. 
don't know. Oh, it's, wow, it's we just got some great news. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Dude, my favorite TV show is coming back in October. I was say something. Oh, anyway, so anyway, with, with Baldur's Gate, so everybody doesn't know, so we'll fill some people in there else on the podcast that like, why are these guys so psyched about Baldur's Gate three? The reason why is it, it hints back to what we were just talking about earlier at the beginning of the podcast. So Divinity Original Sin are the same people that are making Baldur's Gate three, and these guys are like huge D and D fans. Um, and this was kind of their dream like project they got a hold of. And they are bringing Baldur's Gate back to being exactly like D&D, the way it should be, the way it should have been from the beginning. Uh, we did a whole YouTube video on this, and some people were griping about it. Um, but it's actually true. It's, it's how it's supposed it's to not be. That, it's not that Baldur's Gate was bad, the, 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 the original versions. They were fun, but they were I still play them. They were... They were D and D themed action games. Yeah, and they were difficult to control too. Like that was that's my biggest gripe of those games. It was very, very, very hard to control. And what you really want is not D and D action games, you right? D and D, actual D and D. That's how it's got to be. Now they just need to make a new Icewind Dale. I'll be happy. Hmm. Is that like a drink? Mm-hmm. No, it's a D and D. Man, yeah, I went perfect. down to the Icewind Dale. And got myself a nice cold one. <sighs> cold <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm surprised you can count. Nice. I should murder you. <laughs> Get in line. So, and then obviously, Grim, this would be the time if you want to give any more details about, like, so if about Divinity Original Sin. If you guys want to have an idea what Baldur's Gate Three is going to be like, and you can't wait for the actual right. official standard release. Divinity Original Sin 2 is probably what you want to be picking up like right now and right. playing it. Here's the thing about Divinity for you have to understand though. It it's D&D like, but there's a lot of things that make D&D that is different for the whole D&D setup. Huh. Uh Divinity has a different armor system. It's not AC based. Instead, you're like every piece of gear gives you a number to your armor. And when you take damage that's physical, that number goes down until it runs out. And once it runs out, you are then able to be crowd controlled by physical based attacks. So in other words, if you have a hundred armor and I knock it all off you, I can then hit you with a slow if it's a physical based attack and it will it will apply. You will resist it if you have armor left. And the same thing applies for magic, it's just magic attacks. Hmm. Most D and D is just you have an armor rating and to find out if you get hit. That's not how Divinity works, and I don't think that's how Baldur's Gate's going to work. No, Baldur's Gate actually is a lot closer to actual D&D it's rules. It's pure D&D, yeah. yeah. I yeah. actually don't know how I feel about that, because honestly, I think the armor system they have in this is way better than, than um, what do you call it, well, uh, than an AC setting. Go and make yourself a free Dungeons & Dragons online account. It's free. You can play a couple of modules. It's actually a lot of fun. That game is literally an MMO D&D. 100% narrated. Everything from armor class to weapons, everything is just like D&D. It plays like D&D, but it's third person, like, beat em up, shoot em up kind of game. Yeah, it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, oh, well, the D&D thing's just bad. I'm just saying I think they perfected the idea for a turn-based strategy-style game, which is what the that basically that's what D is when you're in combat it's a turn-based tactical rpg yeah yep. and i think could be i think the armor system that they come up with for divinity is just that is way better than an ac system it's excellent and so you know i'm not sure how they're gonna do it 
Oh, they're I, doing I, a by dice actually, just like the right. same idea. Yeah, so I'm hoping it will be good, but I don't know if it will be as good as um as what they've come up with, because what they came up with was a very good idea in the first place. Well, like, did you watch the presentation? Yeah, but uh, they're just using an AC system. I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's cool. The AC, that's what D&D does. It, it, once you play Divinity, you'll see what I mean. You'll be like, oh, this is way better than a simple armor class system for your armor rating. You're saying, Techie? So, you know, this is going to sound super nerdy. And, I, you know, I don't even give a shit. I'm not even going to apologize. So there is nothing better than being on the brink of death. You're facing a freaking ogre that's got, you know, a, a, a mace of smiting plus three, whatever. You're completely holding Nate by its teeth. <laughs> you're completely at the mercy of this of the, this ogre. OK, so picture this picture. You're in the party. The only one left. Everybody else has either been slowed, fainted, whatever. You're the only one left. You got two hit points left and you've got nothing but this towering ogre in front of you. All you have is a couple of daggers and a couple of poisons. That's all you have. But you make that roll, that one roll, that, that, that stupid roll of these plastic polyhedrons that completely alters the way the game has just been played. You took that ogre down by the roll of a dice. There, There is something about that. There is something about the luck. And and in my opinion, the, my, my favorite thing about D&D is it is a camaraderie is you learn about other people you you see how people really play it's like when you play poker um and, and that's what i like so much about Baldur's gate and about ddo and about icewind dale is they brought the best parts of D and made it fun and yeah. you could do it by yourself and it still felt really social if you will hi cat and it still felt really social and you know, and that's what I'm hoping. To be, uh, Baldur's Gate Three is judging by the panels and everything that I've watched and read. It's going to be, and it's exciting. And I'm like I nerd bonering over it. I'm, I'm excited, just plain and simply excited. It, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And obviously, if you guys are into D and D and Divinity and stuff like that, eventually, once Grim gets the whole campaign stuff all right, we're gonna plan a streaming date and stuff like that. <laughs> that going I'm pretty, on i'm pretty close to done dude for the first one like the way i see what it it'll probably take us it'll take us two or three sessions to get done with the first um <laughs> the first chapter and then we'll take a couple weeks for me to build the second chapter because i want to test out what i did before i get too deep in building shit hmm. so i've i've built like maybe six battles and that will give me enough time to figure out make sure everything's working right hmm. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun I plan on making you guys into an adventure group in the second chapter. I'm, I'm going to give you guys your own property, and then you're going to travel around the world helping people until you do some fucked up shit. Was it like cat crotch or something? Because people are laughing in the background. Okay. There was. So anyway, let's get into So Call of Duty. So Black Ops is still, I guess, proving to be a perfect battle royale for the turned off by Warzone, even though like... I had like it wasn't that long ago. Actually, I still checked out before I uninstalled Black Ops for like it's still just as horrible. Like the multiplayer is fine, but Blackout is just still just as terrible. But I'll see what this article says. Bazinga. So basically they're they're saying that uh even with its flaws, it's still superior to Warzone. No, God no. It is terrible. Well um, th- th- that's like arguing 
which piece of crap is better when you start when you start an article by saying even with its flaws there there's something to be said you're like i it's it's shit but i'm gonna defend it here's my (laughs) butter knife we're gonna cut through it come on guys um now why like are they only just pointing out like the things like uh some of the like the things that like the things that grim gets annoyed at when we're playing warzone game no, no, like the rocket launchers and stuff like that. No, you have to you have to understand what bothers me about the the game mostly is that it goes against your common sense. Like you you come up on someone and you unload 20 rounds into their back and they turn around and hit you with a knife and you die. Yep. That goes that make that makes me piss cuz I'm like but that I, I know it's a game but common sense dictates that your goddamn yeah. knife yeah. does not hurt more than my bullets period that's been call of duty since the dawn of multiplayer call of duty you could yeah my whenever i started a call of duty map every single time like i would look up throw a grenade and a knife mm-hmm. and hope for the best if that knife bounced and hit somebody you died anyway yeah, it's yeah. just call of duty yeah i'm not fine but it's still bad to me that's my oh point. it's like, terrible it is absolutely terrible, terrible. so it's they're saying that uh Warzone was clearly tailored to the lowest common denominator. Anyone can kill anyone if you get the first shot. And there are dozens of uh, power positions and buildings that can be access- only accessed by ladders. Blackout, on the other hand, uh, rewards quick thinking and ingenuity. Ingenuity. Whatever. Ingenuity. Yeah. Ingenuity. While, while, while it has its flaws. Well, they're, they're right about that shit. Like, if you're, if you're going to bring that stuff up, I'll just point out that countless times... It has been almost instant, and then you watch the kill cam, and it's just spray and pray. Like, the guy doesn't even try to line up a shot. He just spray and prays at you, and the damage is so high, you die immediately. Yep. No, they're yeah, not aiming. Yeah. They're not controlling their recoil because they don't have to because they've got, like, the most powerful light machine gun in the world, but the gun doesn't move at all when you fire it. Like, it's... But it doesn't cut you in half either. But no, the no. Thing- that's the thing. It doesn't cut vehicles in half, even mm-hmm. though it should. But the problem is in, like, for one of the biggest flaws in Blackout, and it wasn't that long, it was only a few months ago when I last played it before I installed it, like, the wall clipping is still super bad. It's, like, 20 times worse than in Warzone. Um, there's still a problem with the rocks and bushes all over the place. Um, well, the they're hitboxes not, they're not are, even updating it anymore. The, ha- well, think- the hitboxes are still just as terrible. Like, there is so many more flaws, like, you can stack up. Like, it's crazy. You can see where they learned their lesson when they made Warzone. No, but that's the thing. Like, they're both bad. Like, they are fun because Call of Duty is phonetic fun. But if you take the Call of Duty tag off that game, that game is selling half of what it sold, and it has a quarter of its fan base. Yeah, People yeah. put up with it because it's Call of Duty, but the game is bad. Like, I, and I know I'm going to come off as a fanboy. I'm sorry, just because, let's put it this way. If you put PUBG in the Call of Duty engine, so it ran as well as Call of Duty, nobody be playing that game. They'd be playing PUBG because everything about the game is better designed. Well, okay, so, yeah, so, Grim, you're right. And this is what pisses me off because I really wish Firestorm, if they made that free, because Firestorm was the superior, I believe, out of all the Battle Royales besides PUBG that came out. Um, For one, because Battlefield's hitboxes are, like, second to none. You could actually destroy destroy buildings. um, And the actual hiding... You can actually hide in a bush and somebody is not going to see you. Period. And it was really cool. well done. I've been really playing well Firestorm on Battlefield 5. Yeah. And it is the best Battle Royale I have ever played. I thought they shut you, it down. You, no, no, they just no, stopped updating it. 
Dude, so like when you have a sniper rifle, you literally have to dial in your yardage or else you're you need to learn how to arc your bullets. Yep. Um when you do normally you can see the glint of a sniper rifle, but when you're behind a bush or when you're in a bush, you can't see it. And it it makes every class, I guess, you know, medic, whatever you want to play, useful. It, yes. It's really really awesome. It is only 64 players at max. Yeah, it's 64 players at max. Yeah. But it is a blast and it takes serious skill serious serious skill to play like like can someone explain this to me and i, I noticed sure. this yesterday while we were playing like the other day when we were playing PUBG. i mean battle uh uh call of duty i come around the corner and i aim up right the only thing visible is the target's head my target indicator tells me i'm hitting them but it's not giving me a headshot which would explain, which would say to me that they have a randomization in some category of their gameplay, because the, the only thing exposed is his head. He's got the gun up and his head's there, but I'm getting indication that I'm hitting this dude to the point where I blew his armor off, but it doesn't register a goddamn headshot. So, it's the so what's, only. So what's, what's happening is you're hitting him in the hand, actually, or the arm. Okay. Bad game because if I shot you in the hand with that kind of gun, the bullet would go through your goddamn hand and hit you in the face anyway. No, I know what I'm saying. That's what's actually happening. Fine, that's what I figured. Shit makes it even worse. <laughs> that literally makes it even worse because now you're saying that I'm somehow drilling this guy in the head, and every one of my bullet is, bullets is hitting his hand and not his head, and somehow I'm not getting any damn like I'm not getting the headshot. Yeah, because it's not going through his hand. Like the yeah. whole game, battle royal games are supposed to be complicated. That's the whole point. They're supposed to make you think. They were built upon the process of like, you, you, let's move up on this hill. Okay, watch our flank. Okay, we got people running across the field, spread out in a fire line. You know, you're supposed to set up positioning. Battle royal games are not meant to be drool and run around the corner, random firing at people, and not thinking. And I know that just makes me sound like, why can't it be both? It can be. You can go ahead and play it if you want, but your your Call of Duty is bad. I'm sorry, it's not a battle royal so game. They're it's also just... they're also saying that the blackout map was better. I disagree. No, God <laughs> no. no. The, Call of Duty, the map we have right now is better to a degree, but then you have you have spots where you should be able to climb up, but it just don't let you. And you're like, I can climb up this ledge over here, but not that ledge. They did just finally let you open up the last uh, base in in uh, Warzone. Yeah, and there's a nuke. Yeah, we knew that though. <laughs> we knew that was gonna be. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were yeah, saying yeah. we were saying that for forever though. Yeah. So, but like, I know I know it just sounds like a hater, but I like um, I just like more competitive tactical thinking. And well, you you, we all know you're that. severely unreasonably competitive. We heard you play yeah. League of Legends with Nate. <laughs> yeah, hold up, hold up. Have you ever played oh, League of Legends, boy. Woody? Woody, have you ever played? Oh League of yeah, Legends? I I I got diamond okay. a couple times. Okay. I understand that I got extremely pissed. But I, <laughs> first game, I go, Who, you want to play jungle? He goes, yeah, I know how to play jungle. Doesn't bring smite. I get a little pissed, but I'm like, you know what? He may, Maybe he forgot. Second game, hey, Nate, don't forget smite. Fucking forget smite again. Third game, did you get smite this time? Yeah, I got smite. Didn't get smite. <laughs> At that point, I have every right to be pissed because you're spending 40 minutes in a match with bumbling dipshit who put who basically lost the game as soon as it began by not bringing smite and being too cocky to tell me he forgot uh oh you know what i mean like he's nate so he refused to admit that he needs to bring it with him 
I can't really attest that. The only thing, only people I ever played was um, Heimerdinger, Annie, and uh, Lux. That's but you I know that played. if your jungle doesn't bring smite, is great. yeah, oh. Heimerdinger. Heimerdinger. That's something you understand. That if your jungle, if your jungle goes in that game without smite, the game's over. I would never Agreed. know. I would never like know. He, you have to have it because you like the mobs in the jungle are more deadly than the the creep. So you Correct. need yep. a smite item because the smite item is specially designed to deal more damage to them so that you can actually do it. Without it, you can't kill the jungle mobs and then you just fall behind. And then you end up 40 freaking kills behind, which is exactly what happened in both those games. Screw Nate, screwing up on smite. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> moving so they're leading into the nuke thing. So obviously, because they're le- trying to lead into the next game with this, all these reveals. Um, we already knew that. So they put up a website, um, most of, not a week ago, about a week ago, actually now, yeah. uh, called pawn takes, um, the spawn.com and slash TV. Um, and it started off with nothing. There was just a fuzzy screen with a phone hooked to the internet. Um, and then one tape appeared, uh, the 1961 to 62 tape of the year. And you can click on the tape and it would start playing like clips from things that were happening like during like the Cuban Missile Crisis and stuff in 6162. Um, and then it kept on like obviously every day we got another one. Uh, 68 to 69, 72 to 23, 77 to 78, 79, and the next one which was uh, I believe it was today. Yeah, it was today. 81. And you could watch these and I had a whole bunch of like political clips and news clips from political events that were going on at that time period. Uh, during like the Cold War and pre-Cold War. Um, and and they released like there was this little notepad that gave you a website, other websites you can go to, and they added each, another website to it like every day. Um, ones like the Einstein equation for relativity. Um, they have the 11th hour. Um, I can't think of something web. But I can't remember the whole other one. But basically all those um, gave you clues on how to decipher their whole thing and they reveal different things every day um and then today they reveal like a whole pinout thing of oh hey use this to decipher the video by using this time code and whatnot and you had to match up the colors with the time code on the tapes and holy crap there's a whole bunch of things it was big much a race going on today uh to decipher it and at the end it deciphered a cold war isn't fought on the battlefield the time the pine bomb is ticking every second. The, what do you call it? The disaster is edging closer and closer. The danger is real. So, my lovely deciphered it today. Um, and then um, the last code after that revealed the uh, hidden website, which was our next uh, the next uh, link I added there, which uh, is the this is not actually it's it's on YouTube, but it's actually not on their YouTube channel. Does it's this actually, have anything? Sorry to cut you off. Does this have anything to do with Perseus? Yes. So um, the trailer um, is you can watch the trailer once you decipher it. Um, and obviously, if you click on that link, because it's play the game, find the truth. Well, it's pawn dot, dot, yeah, pawn takes <laughs> spawn.com slash play the game, find the truth. Um, and it links you to a YouTube video that's hidden on their YouTube channel for the official trailer for Black Ops Cold War. Well, it's not an official trailer. It's a teaser because the trailer comes out yeah, on the 26th. The 26th. But this is the first hint to what the game is about, which is going to be Project Perseus. I think this game is going to be really good because of the fact that, you know, 
When's the last time they've done something like this? Black Ops 3? Wait a minute. So they're using real... Yes, based on real events Holy this time. crap. This is incredible. They're going to base it on real events, which is why they said they gave you all those videos and said, know your history. Now I'm playing with want... it because as soon as I said Perseus, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. They want you to know the history of the Cold War and pre-Cold War that led up to this event, uh, which is kind of cool. But Perseus was known to be a defector for um, Yuri, Yuri, yes. Yuri, Yuri, Yuri Be Bez Bezmanov, maybe? Something, yeah, something like that, yeah. Man, how dare you insult me this is like incredible. That. Um, and it's funny because they have that interview with the guy who defected, and he talks about how the destabilization of nations, how it works and stuff. It's a pretty neat trailer. Uh, and we're going to get actually the watch it. We're going to watch the we're going to get the full trailer on the 26th obviously yeah. the big reveal. It it kind of hits pretty close to home when you realize literally people are destabilizing America right now with this shit. Right. Well, that's besides well, point. All Gregor. the stuff they're talking about in these videos is like what we don't want to happen that's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's besides what we're Call of Duty. It's not the besides um, the point. It's, it's as I said it, it's accurate to what's going on right now. So it fits with the story. Um, so you're just a communist, so you don't like it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so the fact is like, this was really cool event. Like I think the last time, like call of duty has been doing more of these lately. Um, but I think the biggest one, as I remember during battlefield three and battlefield four, um, was when they were doing a lot of these crazy ciphers and they were getting like really tight. You had to look up philosophers and, things they thought of that led to other equations. It was crazy. Um, but I love when games do these kind of crazy, like big ciphers, like you can actually figure out and it'll link you to other websites that'll give reveals about hidden codes or things that are going to happen in the game later on or expansions. I, I love these kind of things. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. in Battlefield 4, the only way you could unlock the bow was to decipher a code, click on the map, click on the skull, and that's how you got your bow. Yes. Like, yeah, and before you even knew how to do that, there was a whole big thing you oh, were like you were trying to figure out. Um, it was it was crazy. There's, there's I remember that. that tons awesome. of e there's tons of Easter eggs in in the wars, uh, not Warzone, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare in all the maps. Really? Yeah, there was yeah. all those Easter eggs. Yeah, there was a bunch of like little... in one of the maps, the new one of the newer maps. Uh, you can uh, there's numbers sprawled across the map, and you got to get them in a specific order. And there's a bunker on the actual map that you can open. And then uh, there's some things in there, and then like a door opens, and this giant teddy bear freaking machine gun thing starts shooting at you. It was pretty crazy. And then there's well, another there's one. There's another Easter egg where the 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 Pied Piper. You go grab, kill all these mice, and then you get this cheese. You bring it to the Pied Piper, and then all the mice go to the crawl onto the Pied Piper statue. It's pretty. Yeah, crazy. this sounds riveting. But there's also more, like even in Skyrim. So after you meet Alduin in Skyrim, if you turn around. There's a mountain directly behind you. You climb up that mountain, and on top of that mountain is a pickaxe, right? And you know what the name of the pickaxe is? Notch's oh. pickaxe. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the dude who made Minecraft. Yeah. It was an homage to the guy who made Minecraft. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, dude, yeah. It's really there's a shitload of those things in there too. It's just like, um, oh, there was another game. I forgot what it was. Well, I remember when the show, the show Lost had a website, the Dharma Initiative and stuff like the, that. Yep. You, you're trying to figure out what the heck's going on through the yep. website. Yeah, there was like there was a, one of the first person shooters. Mate, didn't you have... didn't you keep like a journal based on that show? <laughs> okay, so when Lost was going on, I literally had a journal 
I had a whole bunch of other things, and I was a part of a site. It's called the Lost Something, um, and it was a forum site uh, for Lost fans, and it was crazy. Every single episode, people were on there right after going through deciphering like the whole episode, like minute by minute. Holy crap! It was crazy. It was fun yeah. though. I love that. I, I love it when things can engage you in more than just one way. Yeah, you know there there's some like what we just saw. What I mean, I'm gonna want to watch this trailer and all this other good stuff. Because you had me as soon as you said, I love history like that. I am. I'm, I'm a big, big history buff. And, um, oh, dude, I'm actually kind of excited to watch this. I got to learn to pay attention to Slack more often. <laughs> yeah, it's just really cool that they're actually adding real events. Like, I'm wondering how, like, the campaign's going to go. Like, are you going to, like, I don't know. I'm guessing it's going to be a lot like the first like Black Ops game where but instead of like changing times, you're probably going to be like a spy or something. What's crazy is a lot of this information was released not all that long ago. Yeah, it, it wasn't that long public ago. information yeah. like with Perseus and the defection and um, Yuri and all the internals of Cold War between Russia and uh, oh, I forgot the other country. But they're making a game based. This is dude. I hate to say it. I think I'm going to get it. <laughs> I really think I'm going to get it. History lesson in a game? I'm sold. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be absolutely one of the best, like, uh, one player, like, single player modes for a Call of Duty ever made, probably. If we, they're following it. We, like, we don't even know when it's coming out, do we? Um, not yet. Not yet, but I'm guessing October, though, most likely. I thought it was usually November. It is. It's it's around there. Yeah, but, October, November. But they, like usually, we know a lot more about it. But I guess because of E three, it's kind of we don't have to have an E three right now. So I guess right. they're holding back. Surprise, surprise. Um, there is that, and then they keep. They also want to keep attention because they're making so much money on Warzone. They don't really want to pull attention from that. Well, until, it's like, gonna happen. Minute. I mean, until the last minute. That, that's gonna be one of those double edged shorts. They're gonna shoot themselves in the foot regardless, but it doesn't matter. Because they're going to be making money regardless. Yeah. Yeah. This time they are going above and beyond for a Call of Duty, and I yeah. think what John said proves a point. Like they don't have an E3. There was nothing to say. Hey guys, look! Fireworks go over here. Then you have this military yeah. crowd come in and all. All this other good <laughs> shit to make E3 what it really is. And instead, they just made this beautifully documented website. No, I did play with the videotapes. I did yeah. click on that one uh, last week or maybe oh, wait, no, yeah. days ago. And that was cool. But, oh, man. I, I, God, this coronavirus is so stupid. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of uh, E3, uh, so there's a PAX Online coming. Yes, yeah. very and, soon, actually. And we did get an email to sign up for press whatever passes i don't know if you know what you'd get <laughs> i don't know I, I applied for it but okay it's in our there email you go. so i, I haven't I, gotten any emails yet for packs i don't weird. know i don't know what it's about and then okay. they announced uh retro world expo 2021 in august yes. 28th, 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 and 29th. 28th and 29th yeah yeah so i got that email today we'll, we'll yeah see. i was just talking to somebody about that i'm like really kind of depressed it's not happening this year it's like i pre-ordered the tickets regardless but i'm kind of like eh i wonder what's gonna happen it's it's one of the best events like it is fun year. it is a uh, lot of fun at least around here because i would i would love to go to the 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 one in uh washington the portland gaming expo expo yeah too many, one i hear too many games too many games that one really i'd like to go to those two though but the, my brother goes to too many games every year and he said it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of 
people we'd like to see are there. So <laughs> go to that one. But uh, that'd be fun. One year. More than likely the one in too many games than... Uh, yeah, we'll have to go to too many games one of these years. We definitely have to make that one. Yeah. Um, there's also the Long Island retro yep. gaming thing, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which isn't too far away. But... So, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Um. But in general, though, like, back to Call of Duty, um, I love the fact, like, point is, like, they didn't have E3, so they literally used Warzone yeah. to promote this game slowly throughout the whole summer um, by adding Easter eggs of this and that. And, like, people knew, like, they were showing nukes and all this, like, stuff from, like, Russian spies and whatnot. And everybody knew it was leading up to a Cold War kind of thing. Those phone and, call things. Yeah, like it is really a neat way. And then the other day, that weird thing happened. We were all on Warzone, um, and every single player on Warzone for some reason had that weird glitch that popped up in front of your screen. What was that? Um, it was really strange. Uh, Grim was playing too. It was me, Grim, and uh, Battletoad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we were running around and it was like a distortion on the screen, but I don't care, so I forgot all about it. Yeah, as, well, the distortion. I don't think yeah, all the, of these storylines are ever worth caring about. So. Well, that distortion actually said a cold, what do you call it? A, a, a cold war is not fought in the battlefield. That's all it said. Um, And it was all scrambled, but yeah. In my opinion, now, I used to be a huge Call of Duty player. Um, I got really, really good really quick. And I will say one thing. The storylines were always, always fantastic. Yeah, I loved them. Like, when you can get Kevin Spacey to do something that's that says something they're you know they're gripping and they push the edges they push serious boundaries like the airport yeah oh my god everybody you had to actually confirm you wanted to play that Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean like they pushed heavy heavy boundaries well even in uh uh modern warfare the new one um i haven't played it you're you're a kid sneaking around a house trying to escape like a russian soldier and you kill the russian soldier as a child and shoot a gun and that's the thing but the thing is it's not too far off from what really happened like oh yeah look yeah. back in world war ii you know there were people lying about their age 12 13 years old going into battle in normandy now these kids were yeah, like you know, eight. you're like eight <laughs> right right and but it was like um, whoa this little kid had to shoot a gun and kill a guy wow it and and that that says something like even with movies like um and i'll go back to this um midsummer and um hereditary two not horror horror movies two complete scare fests one is bright and funny one is dark and foreboding but they both portray the same thing yeah you know it's all about shock value in that airport, there were so many controversies. You all know about that. Mm. And you said you're eight years old and yeah, you have yeah. to shoot a soldier. Yeah. It, it's pushing boundaries and that's what keeps things gripping. Well, you, mm. Yeah. You're like hiding under bed and then you stab them a few times. It's, it was brutal. I was like, wow. And, I, and I'm sure, like like I said, now I, was, I tell this to people who want to watch good movies. You should go watch both Hereditary and Midsummer. They're not scary. They're really not scary. Oh, no. Okay. So Hereditary actually has the crown right now. It, de- it dethroned um, Exorcist. It is the scariest movie on record. No, it's not. But it's the like, Exorcist it's really wasn't not. scary either, though. No, but they it the way they rate when it came out. The way, they rate, the way they rate the scariest movie is they actually rate it by heart rate, 
and oh, the faster, yes, 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 the faster yes, your yes. heart rate is going, Correct. the more scary the movie is. Um, because they so. didn't have they didn't have swears really in movies back then. So when when she came out, I'm gonna suck your fucking dick or whatever she says. Uh, that's but, yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa! Holy crap! That man. that movie was banned in many states. It was banned and for sale. It was banned for rent. Yeah. Um. It. it I. That's personally one of my favorite movies. Uh, um. It's hands down. The on first my, hour. One of my I, I never. I could never watch it because the first hour I fell asleep because nothing happens. <laughs> it's, oh. It's so yeah. boring. It's like in um, Egypt and stuff, and I'm like, uh, when's this movie gonna start? Well, yeah. Well, the reason that and the scene that everybody wants to know why Gil's blood pressure raised so crazy high and their fucking pulse was going crazy. The scene after is the scene after the girl gets her head ripped off. Um, and it's just focusing on his face in the car. Oh, yeah, and it's just and it stays there, just doesn't move. No, like it's good, like five minutes just on his face. Stop, that's trickery. That is freaking trickery. But that's the the point. No, that's the point. They know because it's not actually scary, they didn't scare people there. The reason why their blood rates were going was because they're messing with parents who would be like, oh, that'd be horrible if I lost my kid. They didn't actually scare anybody. You saw it coming a mile away. Correct. I saw, like, the whole movie was predictable and not scary at any point. They, people weren't scared. They were just terrified that a kid would be killed. That uh, they, I, it's, a, it's a joke. That was an excuse. I know we're in the gaming portion, and I'm going to say spoilers, and I apologize for anybody who's going to listen to this, watch this, whatever. But there were there were two that led up to something else. So you know when he's laying in his bed and his mom goes into the car and yeah. you just wait for you wait. You're wait. sitting there waiting for that scream because you so, know it's gonna happen. Yeah. And then on top of that, when um you learn about like when he breaks his nose and when when you when you learn about his past and the the thing for me that triggered me the most that made me like why the f am I watching this is when she fucking cut her own head off. Oh yeah, with the piano wire. Holy crap! Yeah, that. <laughs> well, there was oh, some moments in summer that were way beyond that bizarre. <laughs> yeah, like the whole <laughs> jumping off the cliff thing and missing, and yeah, oh, See, every, everything you're explaining to me <laughs> proves that these movies aren't scary. What they are, are they shock weren't value. That's they what did. it was. Yeah, but here's yeah. the difference: when I was 15, when I was like 10, 15 years old, I could see a Jason movie and not be scared. Right. I saw The Exorcist when I was 11, and it was terrifying because it wasn't shock value. It was well-written to scare you if you were young enough to be scared. I watched freaking Friday the 13th movies when I was five years old and was never scared of them. And that's the same. The like Gore I, movies are not scary. Period. Like Amnesia. The game Amnesia still scares me. I know what's going to happen. I've played through it countless times. I know where the jump scares are. I know when you go into the big grand room and you look at the piano, you're going to see the monster. It happens every time, but it still scares the shit out of me. Or when you're in the sewer running away from the invisible monster, you can't even see. You just hear footsteps. Yeah. It is terrifying. Yes. It is purely terrifying. Like, you, when I, I've got really nice headphones, and these things are absolutely amazing, and it amplifies it even more. You know yeah. what I mean? So, no, your point with the guy, when a kid comes home from after that all happens, the thing I was thinking about, we've all been there, especially when we were teenagers, um, you come home way later, and, like, you know your parents said, don't 
if you go out late, you better be home on time and you sneak inside and you did something wrong and you know your dad's going to find out as soon as he wakes up, you're just waiting for it. That's what I was thinking about, like being in there, like what that kid was going through. Except that that wouldn't happen. The minute that happened, the cops would eventually be called and that kid would not have gone home after his sister got her head ripped off and hit in his bedroom. Wasn't he also high though? Wasn't he like stoned? He off still his wouldn't mind? have been able to go home. Yeah, he was actually drunk and high. Like that's the, the what, point. He wouldn't have been able to just go the fuck. I don't know home. how we went from Calder to this, and that's probably me to blame. But the, 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 <laughs> that's beyond the point. That's like completely beyond the point. And that's what I think. Like, but that's going what back to Call of Duty for. is, and, and that's the great. You know, you have a good director, producer, writer, whatever. If they can take the most simplistic of things and sell it to you now one of my favorite quotes in any movie and i don't even know if it's politically incorrect i have no idea but it was rodney dangerfield i think it was rodney dangerfield yes rodney dangerfield in a caddyshack where he said i could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves <laughs> yep you know what i mean so the the point or, or i could get a good look at a uh, steak by sticking my head up a bull's ass but i'd rather take the butcher's word for it tommy boy I think yeah, 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 yeah tommy yeah. boy the point is you take the most simplistic of things and, and you can sell it to such an extraordinary way. Like the, the movies weren't scary. They were not, there were no jump scares really. It was not look at midsummer. It was bright and sunny and beautiful. It just had some bizarre moments. So it's all about how you deliver it is what scares people. And it, sadly, movies nowadays have lost that. And in my opinion, and that's and I know a lot of people will argue against me, but that's why I loved M. Night Shyamalan so much. Yes. Signs and, and what's the other one? The The Village? Was it The Village? Yes. The Village, yeah. Those movies, I bought them. And well, what I meant by bought them is I, I was in love with them. I just watched them and the endings always pissed me off because it <laughs> insulted my intelligence and i was wrong well it the, made well, the me signs, so angry the signs of the same thing that hereditary did yep. signs when they're in the house like and all you like the ambient especially if you watch it with a surround sound system or if you watch it in the theater they're in that house you can't see the bad guy all you can hear is little creaks and sound and you yep. all you're imagining in your head is what it would feel like if you were alone in that house right now Correct. holy crap well, this was the gaming portion of the podcast. Well, it's actually a good segue because we're going to be moving on to pop culture and technology. So that being said, everybody enjoying this podcast, we thank you for joining us once again. If you're live here with us on twitch.tv slash gettechgeeks, thank you for joining us. And remember, head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash gettech. Yes, we have not put a video up in a while. A couple of our subscribers actually asked. We will be back soon. So do not worry. Just stay vigilant and uh Damn, I'm going to actually add a couple of that. So um, since we're on the gaming portion, I just want to let you guys know that uh, Bazinga, myself, and uh, Big Ben have started a Minecraft series again. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two videos I've edited, and they're done. Um, one of them I uploaded to my channel just because I wanted to see how it all works. I've never done it before. They're not actually. I don't even think it's published. But um, they're done. The first two episodes are done, so be prepared to see those. Right, cool. in the coming future once i figure out how to do it because i'm a noob <laughs> <laughs> okay it's gonna be fun it's a lot of stuff I, we have this series right john didn't we actually did we ever um publish those videos that we, we made did. a yeah. long time yeah. we did yeah okay so it's basically a lot of that kind of sorta 
with a different mod pack and a better server and it's it's going to be fun guys so be prepared to watch that stay tuned um we really appreciate the support for that yes yes very much any support in general it's great yes absolutely <laughs> so okay so we're going to move on to movies pop culture so what has everybody been checking out this week anybody check out anything fairly interesting since it was a number of new shows actually oh yes i found something fairly interesting but it's not a new tv show um i was watching a youtube video where they talk about the realist realism of um fights and who does good fights and all that shit like that mm-hmm. and i was introduced to this white dude i didn't know existed shadowversity no uh, okay no, no, no i thought you were talking about shadowversity no the movie <laughs> the actor is called scott atkins oh, okay and apparently he makes god level kung fu martial arts movies because I watched one last night called Avengement, which is basically a one-scene movie. It's got flashbacks, but the entire movie is he he's in a bar with these men who belong to his brother's crime family, and he's got them. He's holding them hostage until his brother shows up, and it flashes back to tell you about how he ended up in that situation. Basically, his brother got him thrown in jail, and it put a thirty thousand dollar bounty on his head. And it's just flashbacks of this dude fucking people up. But the fight scenes are like raid level good, dude. Like, you think Rage it's a fucking Legend? movie? No. <laughs> which like, is what we're supposed to buy. No, no. As in no the sponsor. movie The Raid, which is like the best kung fu movie in the last 30 years. Do you want 500 free gold? So anyway, and a free epic champion? So now, now Go Raid Shadow Legends and type in... Get to Raid Shadow... All right, hold up. We're never going to be sponsored by them because Raid Shadow Legends is a liar's game. They try to get you to think it's anything more anyway, than as a we're saying, piece of shit. It's I'm a just, mobile game. It's just rant. joking. <laughs> it's a shitty mobile game. That's all it is, people. Don't play Raid Shadow Legends. It's a goddamn joke. It's on PC now. Yeah. Oh, good. Woohoo. <laughs> Get ready to download a game. Oh, oh my God. On PC. I'll play it. Yeah, so I, I, I've discovered these new Kung Fu movies. I'm going to be checking out some other martial arts movies. Yeah, it was, it was excellent movie. I was surprised at how good it was. Okay, and that's so, it. So, uh, I guys can go back to troll someone else's dick. <laughs> I've been, I've been watching uh this show called like Rust Brothers or something like that on uh, Netflix. It's, okay. <laughs> it's about people. Uh, this guy re- restoring old cars and selling them for crazy amounts of money. And then I was watching um a show it's that like, I, what's that? What was that show that used to be on um transmission or whatever it was? The same thing. Oh, like you care? You don't even care about cars. No, it wasn't. It was a show. Well, no, I I watched it because he actually restored a DeLorean to mint condition. That's cool. That's impossible because he can't do time travel. So it will never be mint condition. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I I also uh, was watching um, a show that I didn't even know it existed, uh, but I guess it came out a few years ago. Uh, It's basically border uh, crossing over the border, like people that are crossing over the border and what they have like in their suitcases and stuff. Or like if they're traveling from like another country, they're only supposed oh, to come here for vacation. I thought, I thought you were talking about like border jumping. No, 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 no. They, 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 you just you just snuck into the border. What do you got? No, no, huh? no. They'll, they'll come. They'll come through, and uh, they'll be like, "So, uh, what are you here for?" Oh, I'm just on vacation. Well, why do you only have three hundred dollars on you? How are you gonna be on vacation for this is a month without with only three hundred dollars? Uh, blah 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 blah, and then they find out that you know they're just gonna 
they're gonna they were planning on working and stuff and then they got to send them back or they find like crazy amounts of drugs that they have like hidden in a suitcase or something it's just it's crazy what people do when they cross the border there's this one guy that accidentally drove into uh out of the country because he was trying to get to michigan or something i don't remember but he accidentally crossed over and uh he's a security guard so he had like guns and tasers and batons and bulletproof vests and stuff in his car and he had uh some uh drugs and stuff but the drugs were stuff that he took from the people he just he didn't get rid of it out of his car yet because it happened like the night before it, it, and a puppy <laughs> the funny thing it was like in the in the show they're like and a puppy yeah no the, yeah the, the 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 announcer was like he's got guns drugs batons bulletproof vests drugs more drugs and a cute puppy <laughs> it was just funny but uh that and uh, i started watching lucifer which is not bad that looks pretty cool it's not bad not what i expected uh what have, oh, I've been and watching... I watched power that new power show whatever the hell that's called uh power rangers no 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 it's uh power rangers. it's a new movie on netflix uh the power uh puff girls no power <laughs> test or something like that it's got a uh, jamie fox in it oh that okay. and uh jason jason gordon levitt's project power that's what it's called project power it's Never you take a pill it. and you have like a superpower for five minutes or something like that i kind of want to get into the boys too but i haven't decided when i'm going to start watching yeah i really want to get into that actually i've been hearing I mean, a lot I, i've been kind of like against watching it because they canceled the tick on Amazon, hmm. and I was like, "Well, I'm not watching your shit anymore because the Tick was like literally one of my favorite shows." I hate the Tick. Dude, that show was so great. Every version of it, uh, uh, it's just so no. dull. It's so dull. No, the t- no, the TV show was freaking great. <laughs> it was so goddamn good. I mean, it ain't no Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just never liked the Tick. The cartoon, the show with uh, what's his name from. Uh, Putty from Seinfeld. Mm. Yeah, it was just you know. anything with Putty from Seinfeld is worth having. So screw you. So there was a show that I watched when my oldest was really little, um, called Wheeler Dealers. It's uh, based off in the United Kingdom, England, and they would basically buy a really crappy car and fix it up and resell it, kind of like what John was talking about. It's an amazing show. If you guys at Wheeler Dealers, it's awesome. It is absolutely fantastic. If you like vehicles. It is such a good show to watch. I've been watching that again. Um, and I've also been um, doing vocal lessons. And um, obviously more of them are online where you basically submit what you do, what you can do. And they, they, they give you all sorts of charts and everything else to follow, like learn how to do falsettos and all of the good stuff. And um, there's this one I enjoy watching um, vocal trainers react to videos. And there's this one channel I've been watching is uh, Rebecca Vocal Athlete. A, she's just got an amazing accent. And she's a beautiful singer. And she reacts to videos like um, Disturbed. And she's a classically trained singer. Like, reacting to all these videos. And one of my favorite ones was um, Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and, and the range that Vetter has and Cornell. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Like, you, you can't... They, the way they control their soft palate and their larynx and everything else like that, you, you don't hear that from people. Like, Chester Bennington was another huge one. Is there yep. one of uh, Corey Taylor? Corey Taylor, because he's just amazing. Yes, Corey. Yes, Dude. there's two of them with that Corey Taylor. The one of them is um, oh, no. half my goddamn playlist. Shine down. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! So 
half my playlist at work is just Corey Taylor covered other people's music. Yeah. So Grim, yeah, how, how do you, there's Grim, um, Seth, there's another really good one called Seth and Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, they do amazing covers, but they have Corey Taylor Simple Man, and it or Shine Down, Shine Down Simple Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Well, you know, I have, don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to be this antichrist type of guy. I love the original. Simple Man is a very good song. <laughs> Well, but did you ever he, watch the video that Shinedown did? It was a dedication to them. Do it was correct. Yeah, his, I, his I like vocals. the original too, but I kind of think Shinedown did it better. Like that guy the, sang it. Really there's a well. live, there's a live version that they do where halfway through it, drums kick in and it is great. Yeah, oh, it's and my that's favorite. One she, that's the one she reacts to, and what she does is she'll re, she'll watch the video and pause it in specific places, explain what he's doing with his vocals. It really makes you understand. It helps you as a singer to really process and understand what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, singing from the chest or singing from the diaphragm, like how you can open up your larynx and completely project sounds the way way you can. Like, I don't normally speak like I'm speaking now. I'm just, I know how to project my voice into a microphone to make myself easier to understand. But um, the point is like the way she just reacts to these videos, like when she watched um, David Draymond, uh, when Disturbed did the Sound of Silence, it literally brought her to tears because He's got that somber and, and and almost painful voice. Like he's trying to express a sad story. And then he just starts belting it out at the end. Man, it, it's it gives you shivers. Like when music can give you goosebumps and make your hair stand on end, that's music. That yeah, is dude, my favorite thing with music. When I, hear, um, when I listen to 45. Yeah, that's uh, a great song too. That song always, I always like slow down and listen to that song anytime. I've heard it a million times. Actually, John had sent me a video on Facebook Messenger of his new guitar, and for some reason, the the riff that he played, like I felt it, and it it did the same damn thing, like the the shivers, and it, I was just listening to the guitar and how it sounded, and it just it sounded so damned good. It just oh man, I and that's what she does and it explains it and it's really cool. If you guys haven't, if you guys like music Dude, and you like to listen to a professional's like opinion, Rebecca, vocal athlete, she's awesome. You should watch her on YouTube. It is just a, so um, cool to watch. There is a section and this is going to be a real deep cut. If anybody remembers it, anybody remember the crow? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, forget all the good music that's in that. There's a section near the end of that movie where the character is playing just a simple guitar riff on mm-hmm. on the roof, and it's yeah. goddamn amazing. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's it's only yeah. like 30 seconds, and you're just like, dude, I want a song with that because that is freaking brilliant. Yeah. yeah like yeah. there's there's a song. Uh, it's called like I don't remember. It's just a, it was it was like an intro part or partial song for like uh for uh, Lincoln Park, and uh. It is. It would be so good if they actually made a song about it. Like, a, like yeah, because the, the the riff they came up with was amazing. Oh my god, it, it, it's just yeah. so hardcore. It's like there's this part where like the the they started scratching their records. It's just like na 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 na. That's like wah, wah, wah. it's just just chaos. And then it was like na 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 na. It it would be freaking awesome. But it's only like headphone users warning. It's less than a minute long. It's less than a minute long. And it's like, uh, oh man, I can only imagine what that could be like if they actually like finish that. I get so the good. same kind of feel whenever I hear like most Leonard Skinner music, like mm-hmm. Tuesday's Gone, Freebird. All I don't, I know Freebird's cliche. Everybody's <laughs> heard Freebird. It's been around forever. It's well, still it's called, there's no stairway. You can never play stairway. Never ask yeah. about stairway. Don't tell a guitarist to ask for stairway. 
There's no stairway, dude. Denied. Okay. But okay. the reason the reason why is because people have heard it too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn amazing. That's yeah. why. It's yeah. that simple. So I'm like this rap bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> so um let's get so one thing I've checked out, like I finally watched Color Out of Space. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um well it's a Lovecraft story. Ah, ooh. Um, and they recently did a movie on it um, that came out last year. Nicolas Cage uh, plays the main, ma- plays the father in it. Oh my God, Nicolas Cage! Oh, um, Colorado Space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I told you about that. Okay. So and um, and it has a lot of the same moments, but like, holy crap! Like by the end of this movie, you feel so bad for his character. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> like that's how I felt when I got done watching Mandy. So the amount of craziness that happens, like, obviously it's a Lovecraft story. It's way beyond, like, holy crap by the end. Um, So, and the effects were just absolutely stunning. Like, holy crap. I would definitely say if you're a Lovecraft fan, you like just, like, apps, like, horror that's, like, not scary, but, like, holy crap. (laughs) Go check it out. I watched that, uh, that religious movie he was in that was, uh. It was just so bad. Oh, it was funny. Yeah, I, was like, I think oh he did God. that for money. I oh, think he yeah. did that. It was Dude, like a everything that Cage uh, has done in the last twenty years has been for money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, but like, he, he, he did, did that for uh, what was the the movie though? I don't um, remember. But anyway, so did, Nick, did any like, of you ever see Mandy? No. Hold on, Grim. Let me finish. It just came out, didn't it? Let me finish. Color space. So, the father basically his family like is falling apart in this movie because this thing that's like crashed into the ground um and causing all this weird shit to happen like time moving backwards and switching places and mutant cats and like giant zombie alpacas and like, <laughs> like holy crap like it's absolutely crazy the shit that happens in that movie um and he's just trying to make things normal <laughs> absolutely normal like he's just like trying anything when things are completely gone and he's just like i'll figure it out it's like oh man and it's great because at the end he has like this tension tantrum when his car doesn't start he just finally loses it absolutely great um but speaking of that kind of like on the whole lovecraft theme uh new show started this week lovecraft country absolutely great show absolutely great show um and the only thing sad about it is it does show like the horrible part of our state, a uh, horrible part of our country, the state of our country that was in the fifties with the racism that was going on. Um, uh, but that after the end of the first episode, when they run into these crazy like vampires in Massachusetts, it's absolutely holy crap. It was pretty awesome. Um, I can't wait to see what the heck they do with the show. From the producers of Mandy. Um, Keep in mind, I'm not watching it because I've boy I've been boycotting HBO ever since they ruined The Watchmen. Um, no, I just watched a trailer for Colorado Space, and oh my lord! Oh yeah, it's pretty nuts, dude. But, watch the trailer for Mandy. I, I'm surprised no one made from the same producer. It's the same producer. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm literally surprised no one's what has any clue what this movie is because people were like Nicolas Cage should get an Oscar, but he won't be nominated because it's a low budget movie. It's like one of his best movies ever made, and it's ridiculously weird. I have to check it out. It's like a fever dream. It, it It's basically about a cult who kidnap and kill his girlfriend at the start of the movie. And you think he's just hunting this guy down. But then you, by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're like, 
is this earth or is he living in hell because it's just weirder and weirder every step it's like a like he runs into characters that look like they're out of the road warrior but they don't just flat out die when when shot or something there's a there's a chainsaw fight at the end instead of swords they're using chainsaws jesus christ it's what it's i'm telling you go watch the trailer it's so ridiculous that you're i can't explain how weird it is it's just fuck it's good yeah yeah it's insane Uh, what are you saying? That's the same producers of uh, yeah, same, yep, same producer. Oh, cool. cool, I'll definitely check that. Um, but yeah, no, oh, so the one thing I want to point out real quick, um, I discovered something for Star Wars fans out there. No, no, um, nope. <laughs> so um, there's a project called Project 4K 77, um, and they also are doing they are doing 4K 83. Um, and eighty and Project eighty one, obviously Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, so Project four K seventy seven is actually they went and actually got a hold of one of the older film reels and they do frame by frame they re, they rebuilt and upscaled it without changing a single thing to the original film so people could enjoy a Blu Ray four K version of the original cut seventy seven theatrical version with their four K television. That's awesome. Yes, what? and I downloaded it. It's holy crap! It's What's that Absolutely matter, Nate? You can't see 4K. It's so stunning how well they like they did such a good job of upscaling this thing. Lies, lies. Um, and if anybody doesn't know, <laughs> if because a lot of people think, oh, of lies. So people, <laughs> one thing to point out is any movie that was shot, no matter if it was in the 40s, 30s, if it was done on 35 millimeter, that's the equivalent of almost 8K resolution. So anything that's shot, even all the way back then, can be possibly to be upscaled. Well, as long without, as you have the original. Yeah, without degradation. The master. Yeah, without degradation, So, which is pretty awesome. As long as you have the original 35 millimeter, you can upscale it. That's like how without. they do uh, like remastered music. They have to have the, the master copy. Yep. But if it's on video or tape or, yeah, magnetic tape, like it's not possible. It's just garbage. Oh, wow, it's an HDR, too. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, and they have a DNR version for projectors. Is it widescreen or uh, four by eight? Uh, no, it's sixteen by nine. Oh, it's the original resolution. It's in an original theatrical release version. Yeah, but it was not uh, in well, the theaters. Yeah, yeah, in theaters. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It wasn't in theaters like that. Yeah, I want to see He Man redone. <laughs> so. Dude, I don't want to see He Man redone. <laughs> that was my first movie I ever saw in like, theaters. I love, dude. I love He Man. And I that hear Netflix bought the rights for He-Man, mm. and I am so scared that they're going to destroy it because they are going to, without a doubt, kill everything there is. Because well, remember, if you're a man, everything you do is bad. Well, you saw so what they did. They to... can't have a strong, heroic male character, which is what He-Man is, because that's bad. Well, you saw so what they he... did to She-Ra, right? Yeah, but um, She-Ra was terrible anyway. Yeah, like, but She-Ra is on Netflix. Yes, I know. But like you, they didn't change Shira. They just made a new Shira. I'm afraid that they're going to change a, a He-Man. And um, there was a bunch of uproar because last year there was a memo leak that claimed that they were going to do a He-Man series, but they were going to backburn a He-Man and make it all about the chick that's in it, about the the princess Shira. And he was just he was he was just going to be a side character at all times. Well, that'd be weird. That makes no sense. Well, that'd be terrible. That's not He-Man. That's Shira. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> 
So like, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that they they have to like shit all over women or anything. I'm just saying like what He Man was as a character, people consider terrible. Like oh, it's toxic mass toxic masculinity for this guy to be a big muscular tough guy. Mm-hmm. That so if they make a movie with that with a show with him being like that, it's just gonna get shit on. So I expect they're gonna make him into some beta bitch. <laughs> anyway, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, so. Let's get into this BlackBerry story. So BlackBerry phones are back. So Bazinga, how the hell are these things back? (laughs) So TCL owned them for a while, and they came back. That's when they came out with the last couple uh, Blackberries. Well, now another company bought them. It's, uh, where is it? I've never heard of them before. FIH Mobile? What? Onward Mobile. Onward Mobile? Onward Mobile. There's a subsidiary of Foxconn, okay. So, uh, yeah, they want to bring a 5G BlackBerry smartphone with a physical keyboard as soon as uh, 2021, the first half. <laughs> um, they're thrilled. Um, they're excited for it to happen, blah, 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 blah. They are trying, they, they're thinking that the uh, with the physical keyboard will uh, leverage their high standards of trust and security synonymous with the brand. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, the reason why the high security with Blackberries in general, for one, like if you didn't, anybody doesn't know, for years, literally a couple, like I don't even good, like 10, 15 years, um, Blackberry had a contract with the military, the American military, and the government. That's the only phone you could actually use as a government official. Well, they had their own time. email, didn't they? Yeah, so because it was the only thing that the American government thought was encrypted enough. And if anybody doesn't know, BlackBerry was a Canadian company. Uh, all the stuff was made in Canada as well. Um, so, and it's because they had, they had the highest encryption out of any other smartphone at the time. Um, and it's kind of really sad that they completely fell off the friggin' boat because they wouldn't change the times. Yeah, it's uh, Onward Mobility, which is a security startup. Um so they're probably trying to do that again. But they're Just also like owned saying, by Fox. But they're owned by Foxconn. Well, they make the motherboards for it then. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're but owned by Foxconn. So it's just it's it's just a company that doesn't want to give up like Nokia. Well, BlackBerry's gone. BlackBerry's officially gone. But no, it's not. <laughs> they're making well, no, no, they, no. I mean, the company and everything that has to do with them. Anybody that was even involved is gone. Well, yeah, we just yeah, have yeah. a BlackBerry just name. Got the brand, the brand. Like this could be any phone with a keyboard on it, but it has BlackBerry title on it. Doesn't mean it's going to be a BlackBerry. It's going to be running Android for one, obviously. Yeah. Even BlackBerry by the end of its run was using Android. Yeah. So, yeah, BlackBerry. This is just a name. That they're just trying to use the name to sell a product. It's really all it is. And since black people know the name BlackBerry with a little keyboard, oh yeah, no, this thing's not going to do well. <laughs> well, I think I think it's BlackBerry is still in a, a company, but they don't have a hardware maker. So maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I don't know because it says the last deal BlackBerry struck with a hardware maker was in 2016, and they released phones in India. TCL was easily BlackBerry's best shot. Hmm. come back so i don't know but that failed too though those oh, yeah, didn't, yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't no. do well either blackberry is basically they sell security programs now 
yeah. they're all about endpoint security like uef suites and um uh user in, um unified endpoint management like kind of like um a unify or ubiquity things like that and they do uh asset tracking for transportation businesses with like rfid chips and whatnot yeah i just seen that i'm looking at their wiki like what they're doing right now yeah Huh. Actually, you should take a look at their Silence um, smart antivirus. It's pretty impressive. It's it's user friendly. It's it's for the consumer. It is an incredible antivirus. It's funny because I I know people that loved they worshipped the BlackBerry. They loved it, and they didn't want to get an iPhone or nothing like that. And then they got right. an iPhone, and they were like, "Oh wow, this is great." <laughs> Screw BlackBerry. I enjoyed the BlackBerry solely because of the physical keyboard. I still like the whole physical aspect. Obviously, with having smartphones, we've gotten used to them by now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the whole physical clicky clicky is really nice. Hmm. That's why I use the Android, where the the it vibrates when you click it. <laughs> yeah, I wish the iPhone did that. Yeah, that's one thing. That's kind of one thing reason I don't because <laughs> I kind of like the 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 haptic feedback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, even my Switch controller has haptic feedback. Hmm. So, speaking of government projects and government jobs, <laughs> um, back back when Apple was making like the original iPod Touch, well, the, not the well, the classic iPod, um, the U.S. government built a top secret iPod right under Steve Jobs' nose. So. <laughs> For a period of time, starting in 2005, Apple allowed two U.S. government contractors to work in its offices to develop a custom version of the iPod. But <laughs> exactly what the iPod is still actually, some of it's still under wraps. Um, and only a few people actually even knew about it at Apple. And for the most part, they wanted an iPod that worked a function 100% like an iPod. No differences at all. But they wanted to mix in, like, able to record data, record people without anybody knowing, and pretty much a Geiger counter all built into one, um, which is pretty crazy. Like, I'm guessing that they had spies or somebody holding on to this thing. But the fact that, like, out of, out of the blue, this has come come out that, like, they actually contracted, like sm like, a very small portion of Apple to make this device, and Steve Jobs didn't even know about it. I'm sorry, Nate. I don't want to go on podcast your... on conspiracies. I, I'm not. I'm oh, not the kind of person who's going to jump in on your hate American government bandwagon. Well, no, no, it's not that. Like, okay, so it, well, it's you, so it's always like that. Well, no, we know all the major first world nations around the world. We got spies in other countries. We all do. That's just a fact. Oh, of course, that's just a fact. I'm sure, and I'm sure some of those spies have some crazy technology we've never seen before. Um, and they have smartphones that have do shit that we're like, what the hell. Um, just like some of them might have had an iPod that was able to actually detect radiation and record people that were near them. Um, most likely, and or still are. Who knows? <laughs> we have no idea. But the fact that this actually has come out and I'm like, holy crap, like that's kind of a, it's a neat little story in the fact that like Steve Jobs didn't even know like, oh, the government contract and made something that the money was even off the, off the books and everything like that, so. Yeah, but the truth is, it was probably leaked now, so they can try and tie it in with Trump, because everything's always his fault. Remember? Well, it's two thousand five. <laughs> yeah, but it's leaked now, so now they'll be like, "Yeah, and he knew about it back then, didn't say anything now," because that's just how they roll. 
and you know you're Nate and your conspiracy theories. <laughs> but yeah, kind of a psycho actually. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought this story was actually pretty neat about the iPod that there's a secret version out there. Who knows? In like 20 years, we'll see it on eBay. Yeah. Secret government built iPod for twenty five dollars. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like NES World Championships. <laughs> $15,000. Right. I'll just buy the one off of like those retro game maker people that remake that. Alibaba? No, no, no. There's a website. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, you mean the refurb website? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get into the next one. So smartwatch is always something I've debated on getting. And the my thing is I don't want a smartwatch and a phone. I want one or the other. And this company we're about to talk about is getting closer to that actual possibility, even though there are watches out there that actually can function without the phone now. Um, I mean, one that has a lot more functionality. And the Nubia watch um, seems like it actually might be. We covered these guys a little while ago, I think about a year ago. They made some other crazy looking watch that was like super giant. This one's not as giant. (laughs) Um, But it's an OLED smart bracelet. That's what they're calling it. Which is kind of neat. It's an OLED screen, but um, flexible OLED screen. Yeah, flexible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the wallpaper TVs are made out of the ones that you just roll up. Yes, they are. Yeah. So the imaging, obviously, this is it can wrap around your wrist like a watch, and the screen actually wraps around it with it. As you can see, in the screen somewhat goes around your wrist a little bit. Um, which is really cool. This is kind of like what I'd want in a smartwatch. Um, maybe just a little bit smaller, not that big. Um, and my idea would be not having the display facing, that would be facing the other way, but that's just me. Um, and I guess it's on Kickstarter and it's $200. The campaign is already, uh, I guess, fun- has been funded. Uh, the Chinese version of the device won't be testing. It's already available for retail, runs different software and whatnot. Um, but so the fact that this is somewhat of a function, I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty neat. I think the other version was kind of supposed to be like somewhat of a prototype and this seems more of a complete version. Um, it's, um, the rest of the newbie watch specs aren't crazy great. They have the Snapdragon Wear 2, uh, 2100 processor, which isn't a great processor. It's one of the older ones. Uh, it's 425, uh, milliamp battery which is fairly small but it's also a watch um and supposedly it lasts around 36 hours on a charge because you're not doing anything crazy on this thing um and it can work as a standalone phone with an lte e-sim support yeah which is kind of like exactly kind of like what i want just it matters what other functionality this thing can do like how much functionality do you have that's the thing yeah yeah you know, I, I, I know the I, Apple Watch. Like I know what you want in a watch, a, a smartwatch, but it's the small screen's just way too small. Like I want to be able to search the web. <laughs> I don't want to search the web on a watch because well, I, I can take because my phone can my my watch can I can download a browser on my watch. I can even watch YouTube on my watch. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's way too small, and you can barely hear it too. I, mean, I can take phone calls without my phone around, uh, yeah. but I also have the um the actual. Um, 
Keep not Wi-Fi only version of the Apple Watch. So I have the one with the GPS, the whole nine yards on it. I can I can take phone calls with my watch too. Yeah, but as long as the phone, I don't need to keep my phone on me. Like, yeah. say if I, as long as it's within thirty feet, I can. No, mine can be calls. at home. Yeah, and yeah, I can yeah. go wherever I want, and I can still get phone calls. Because yours has a SIM card. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's okay, but taking taking calls with the watch is it's not the best. Cause you I just I just find it ridiculous if like. I know some people like enjoy it and that's fine. That's what your thing is. Um, I just find it ridiculous if I'm having a smartwatch and my phone's in my pocket, I can just grab my phone. I don't need a watch to um, where if I just have my watch doing all of that. I don't need my phone on me. Yeah, but for, you me, don't need for, for me, the watch is taking, you know, it's tracking my steps. It's tracking my blood pressure. It's tracking uh, the time. I get notifications on it, so I don't have to pull the phone on my watch. I could just like that look yep. at my phone, my watch real quick. I don't have to pull it out, unlock it. Well, yep. that's the difference. Like most time, like if I'm busy or doing something, I have a lot of times like I don't like I'll keep it on silent and I'll look at my phone when I get a chance. I don't care to be notified, like unless. Oh, see, so yeah, I don't. I I like to. You're just yeah, different. No. <laughs> I'm good. With that. Bullshit. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it, uh, like I can look at the weather and stuff like that, but I making phone calls on it is just stupid unless you unless you can connect a bluetooth headphones to it yeah that's what i do as i use my bluetooth bose headphones yeah, but other than that taking phone calls on that hey how you doing it's just it's really oh no stupid. if you had your bluetooth head like i have my bluetooth headphones on most of the time uh, especially when i work like i have a microphone right next to my ear with that thing i can take if i had a smartwatch i could take a phone call right with it and be fine yeah, that's what I just said. But <laughs> no, you wouldn't have to put your watch up to your ear. No, I'm saying if you didn't, if it doesn't work with a Bluetooth. Well, that'd be impractical, really. Well, I can't. <laughs> my watch doesn't have Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth it to the phone. It's connected to the phone. It doesn't have Bluetooth output. No. Oh. Why would it have Bluetooth output? The phone has a Bluetooth output. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. But see, that's where we run into this redundantness that I don't like. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You're redundant. Screen's too small. It's kind of silly. Like if I'm one thing, if you listen to music or something, but like, like I could never search for topics for. The Let's edit a YouTube video on a watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you be getting soon in the in the Facebook groups for YouTube. What's the best editing program for for my smartwatch? Right. Like, Shut up. <laughs> Get a computer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this thing's definitely neat. I'm gonna definitely look at it, see how versatile it is. Two hundred bucks isn't bad either. No, no. consider that's not bad at all. I think I paid one eighty for mine. I'm not even gonna tell you how much I paid for mine. Mine was uh, open box. You know what? Best Buy they don't let you look in the open box. I know, which is stupid. <laughs> oh no, because it's a return in an open box. We can't open it. So how do I know it's in there? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> it's like when I worked at um. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to be mean, but yeah. F well, no, it's true. <laughs> like when I worked at Walmart, uh, the one in Turkey Lake in Orlando, um, somebody returned a. I can't remember if it was an Xbox or a PlayStation, one of the two. But anyway, it was full of. It was a brick, um a couple books and something else and nobody cared to open it when they re took the return. Somebody and... returned to Makita saw it had two, two liter bottles of water in it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's incredible how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had that big thing where somebody tried returning a TV 
because it didn't work and it wasn't even the TV that was supposed to be in the box. And then there was a big old fight. Our managers were all in the news. <laughs> wow. That was, that was, that was nuts. Cause the, the security guard took the kid down on the ground. Oh, wow. Because he was literally the, the, the mother was hitting them with her, ba- her bag. The kid was starting to fight with them. It was, it was out of control. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm glad I don't do retail anymore. Oh my God. You <laughs> poor souls. <clears throat> that was in Orlando. Hmm. Okay, let's get into the next topic. So, RAM and SSD prices are soon going to plummet due to oversupply and weak demand. Now, I know they're fairly cheap right now. Like, I recently just got an extra terabyte SSD on my PC to just for to install games onto, um, and that was about a hundred, little under a hundred bucks. Um, but wow. if they go cheaper, holy crap, that's going to be awesome. So, I just picked up a silicone power one terabyte SSD for sixty-seven dollars. Nice, nice. So. Yeah, so what's happening is is the um manuf- and I <laughs> this is going to change. This is going to change heavily once the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X releases. Um so a lot of the silicon that um was being manufactured for a lot of the newer graphics cards um for SSDs for memory, it's there's only a couple manufacturers who make these, believe it or not. And uh Yes, as of right now, you're going to see a decline. A lot of that has to do with coronavirus because a lot of people are out of jobs. A lot of people were laid off, um, things like that. So the demand really isn't there. But in the same token, still a lot of people stuck at home who can build crap. What are you going to do? Let's build a computer. Hell, why not? Let's do it. We have all the time in the world. Let's do it. Um, But the problem is there is an absolutely immense supply, like a, a huge backlog um, actually, I saw uh, Amazon had a oh, Samsung Evo 512 gigabyte for like $37. It was dummy cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't need it because I've got like four terabytes of SSD space now. I don't need it anymore. Um, but like, as you said, the demand isn't there. Nobody's buying things. But except for power supplies, power supplies are still through the roof. Yeah. Like, I know. Every I don't time. understand that. <laughs> None of that makes sense. What is it? The capacitors or something? They're just think... play, they're on the player game so much that they're just because they got nothing else but, to do. And, they and they're selling their... out like crazy. Like half the ones and, I want to buy were sold out. Yes, correct. It's just like graphics cards. Go look for a 2070. I dare you. Go online, look for a 2070. You're not going to find one. Um, and even what is it? Nintendo Switch? Nintendo Switch is the same thing. They're going for four or five hundred bucks a piece now, too. Uh, well, the switches are not the switch lights. Yeah, are. the switch lights are still a dime a dozen, but I couldn't do a switch light. I, I like my regular switch, but um, no, there is where I read an article on was it Tech Power Up? I think about this about what we're speaking about now. No, it could have been it might have been Engadget. I don't remember one of them, but um, yeah, I guess supposedly in Taiwan and china and a couple in japan they're just warehouses full warehouses are just full of parts to make memory and to make ssds or hard drives just full full warehouse of this crap because it's just going nowhere a lot of it has to do with expensive import and export taxes but that's that's a whole other topic for a different day hmm. yeah like i just looked up ram um for a 32 gig kit, only 100 bucks. Yeah. GDR4. Yep. That's holy crap. That's really good. Uh, when I built 
I built a client of mine a computer Christmas. It was Christmas. I got 32 gigs of really nice RGB RAM for $89. Jesus Christ. I better hmm. buy my RAM now for my next computer. You should. <laughs> well, I wouldn't because um, DDR5, DDR5 is right around the corner. All right, all right. 5X. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been waiting for like everything to come out before I build the next computer because like, like I understand like everything changes so fast, but it does. I'm still waiting for the three, the thirty, you know, whatever the heck they're gonna call well, the they're not that now, Yeah. See, I don't know because there's other things saying there are that there's gonna be like a thirty ninety and a thirty seventy. Then no. Okay, so what it is? So they already have those on their servers right now with GeForce Now and stuff, but those are where they're staying in the industry. Consumers are not getting those at all. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I would believe eventually. No, no, they're not because they have a hold on their line for consumers that they're not dubbing the three whatever series. Yeah, at all. it's gonna be the twenty. They're talking like it's gonna be the twenty one eighty, twenty one eighty ti, twenty one ninety. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be the consumer line. The industrial yeah, line to be like the thirty eighty and stuff. Well, it's kind of like how it is now. It's um, what, what was their? It's not the Titan, but. It was their really dummy expensive, just like the Titan, but for the RTX. What's it called? The Titan uh, X. Oh, is it a Titan? Maybe no, it's not Titan X. It's not no, it's the the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The one that was based on Vega. No, yeah. that's AMD. Yeah, I know. No, that's what we're talking no, about. No, it was there was no, an in, we're talking about. I'm talking Nvidia. about Nvidia. Oh, oh, Nvidia. Okay, never mind. I think it's the Titan uh, X. No, it's or the maybe. Titan V. Uh, tesla oh yeah that's right yeah i forgot about that yeah it's the nvidia the artificial ai graphics card if you will i found the titan rtx they do have a titan rtx correct it's a 24 gigs of gdr6 that is twenty five hundred dollars they're made for workstations that are editing like crazy like cgi video and shit that's just that's insane. Like if you're rendering like 8K like CGI footage, like you're gonna need something like that. Yeah, like they have the A100, the HGX A100, which is just full of Tensor Core GPUs and NV Link. Hmm. It's just they're mental. Holy show of emotions! <laughs> so, they're pretty nuts. What the. F- 640 gigs of memory <laughs> 10 terabytes of bandwidth <laughs> going at oh my good god 600 gigs a second 477 teraflops yeah 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 someone get this, someone get this man some water and air <laughs> about to pass out i wish i had a oh, place heaven, it's the betsy Oh, Lordy, mercy. Lordy, Lordy. Uh, water, water. <laughs> they killed me. They killed me. Over here, the, devil is alive. the devil is oh. alive. Yeah. So this is exciting. So definitely if you need a RAM or you need an SSD, this is the actual time to really go out and buy it. And believe it or not, um, while mechanical hard drives, you shouldn't leave them out like in a powered off state because it can cause damage. Yes. Uh, SSDs don't suffer from that. So you can go ahead and leave it in the package for as long as you want, as long as it's cool. 
and not humid, you're fine. Yep. yep. So yeah, buy them up. They're cheap. Actually, I think Amazon still has a silicone power one for cheap. It says the Titan RTX is focused for gaming. It is focused for gaming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's twenty five hundred dollars. What do you start saying? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm perfectly. What's good. the twenty eighty Ti? 12 gigs? Yeah, but it's focused for gaming on like 12 gigs. If you go ahead and want a game, like make one of those computers like Linus did with like eight gamers on one PC, that's what those are made for. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's what you're using that for. But <laughs> okay, let's get into this last story real quick. So, Ghostbusters, obviously, we're all deeply saddened. I know I'm pretty annoyed that I didn't get to see it in July because that's when it was really supposed to come out. I'm not at all sad. Um, so it's obviously it's been moved to March of 2021. Um, so this whole gives a this whole thing gives this article gives a breakdown of everything that's happened, um, including the other trailer that the international trailer which had one extra scene of them practicing with the guns with the blasters, the plasma rifle things. Um, but at the end of this article, that's a proton pack. Proton yeah. pack. At the end Nobody of pretending to be a, a fan, yeah, right. Um, so at the end of the big the update, it points out the update that just recently happened. So in an interview uh, with Bill Murray's uh, Monday Morning Podcast, uh, which I've checked this out now. I didn't even know Bill Murray had a podcast, but I'm definitely yes, checking. It out. I I expect it's not every Monday morning because he's just too lazy and chill. No. It oh, is anyway, so he had Jason Rittman on the podcast. Um, and he says this Ghostbusters film will give Ghostbusters back to the fans of the original Ghostbusters. Um, he said we went back to uh, work on files, sound, uh, proton packs. Rittman stated as we went back to the stems of Elmer Brinston's score, the original score, obviously. Yeah. Um, and basically giving out all these details, like we went back and did our research. We made sure every detail was properly done. Um, and the fact that like, and I guess directly it's going to be, they consider it a sequel to Ghostbusters two and everything that was made in between is not canon, I guess. I would hope so. Um, well, no, the reason why I point out because, uh, Ghostbusters, the game was actually really good and it felt like Ghostbusters three. I think I watched John play that. I think I watched him play through that. It was really good. We played, yeah. it, we played it in Florida with your sister yeah, and uh, watching. They lo- everybody yep. loved it. Yeah, I it was, was hoping really that good. was going to be canon, but I guess it's not going to be considered canon. Hey, look, if you have to get rid of that in order to get rid of that tragedy of a movie, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't, I'm not very excited about this one either, but I don't think it will be anywhere near as bad as that piece of shit. <laughs> but did the, did the uh, right man even direct that one? Rittman, Yeah. No, well, no, that's that one. no, 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 we're no, the other one, the 2016 film was done by what the heck's his name? I can't remember his name. Someone who right didn't ones. understand the comedy of those no. movies. And even like Rick Moranis, like he said, he was trying to give him like, um, trying to help him out like the whole time and he wouldn't listen to him, um, because he hired him to help him out and the whole time he wouldn't listen to him. Paul, Rick Mar- Paul Fag. Yeah, and that's why Rick Maris said he eventually just walked away or Faggy, um, halfway, halfway through the project for the other film because he was like, the guy's not listening to me. It, like, uh, you won't take any pointers, like how to get this to, what do you call it, feel like the classic Ghostbusters movies. 
um, won't listen to anybody else. Like, so he kind of eventually walked away from it. Yeah, because Rick Moranis, he he came out of, well, I'm gonna call it retirement. Actually, he left he left Hollywood to just be he's a songwriter. Yes, and um, he, he came well, out he, of he retired to to take care of his kids. Yeah, but correct. Now that his kids are older now, he doesn't have he, to. Correct. And is he going to be in the new one? Well, that's the uh, big. I think that's going to be a big reveal. I think he actually is. I would I be so happy. Hope so. They want him to do another Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I heard that. So, I, I would go it. see it. I would go see it. I would absolutely go see that. <laughs> well, no, I love Chris Moranis. I didn't think that movie was funny. I love I loved those too. movies. He was the best, in my opinion, his best role, and I will say it now. You guys can chew me apart. I don't care. Is Lord Helmet? Yes, Lord Helmet. <laughs> yes, obviously. And Dark which is okay. come on, Balls Two has been in the works for like ever, and never has happened yet. No, like <laughs> you can't do it now, dude. Not with John. Without John Candy, hot. he's hot. And you he don't do try it. to replace John Candy, or I'll, I'm going to no. kill you and everything you. Well, have. Okay, so. This is the other thing, too. So earlier today, I didn't know about this, was revealed. They're remaking Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. Fuck no. Okay, so I agree with half of the cast. I think Will Smith could do a great job of doing what uh, Steve Martin did in that movie. But Kevin Hart is not a good fit. And what I came up with earlier was Craig Robinson would be a perfect replacement. Holy crap. For John Candy to play that kind of goofy kind of role. That would be the perfect duo. I don't know much so much about Kevin Hart, though. Neither one of them are good picks for that movie. The hell are you talking about? Will Smith is over the top. Steve Martin was very... I mean, Steve Martin's over the top at no, times, yeah, but also say. has a ton of heart. Like, when you watch his character in that movie, you feel for him. Yeah. I've never felt anything for Will Smith's character except for Ali. Because I am all legend. I see is, Dude, have you seen I Am Legend? That all, movie. That's yes, a really I've good movie. That. The only thing I see when I see him is goofball. And he spent too many years being nothing but goofball. Men in Black really did that for him. But. So I can't see him as anything but goofball. And Kevin Hart, no. No, no. Like Kevin no. Hart doesn't make sense. This movie, no. I guarantee you, I 100% guarantee you, this movie is going to be bad. It's just oh, stunt oh. casting. We'll see, and someone but. thought it would be cool to gender swap both characters. I mean, race swap both characters, and they didn't even think about it. If you're going to race swap them, you should have someone jolly and round, like well, like Dick. Craig Robinson. I don't even How know who the hell Craig Robinson is. Craig Robinson's awesome. What about the dude who's always in Adam Sandler movies? Um, he played the mall cop. What's his name? Oh, he was on. What was it? He was on the King of Queens oh, too. Oh, you mean the? You mean he's not uh-huh. fat enough though? That's the thing, but you're right. He would. He would be awesome. Fit. Yeah, he, he would, would fit definitely too. fit, dude. Oh, he you know, fit. I know that guy so little by his name that the way you could have got me to know who he was is if you said, "Um, do I get to see some titties?" Because I've watched. Um, uh, is that called? from that television? No, Hot machine. Watched, <laughs> on there too. No, I've watched. Uh, <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno oh, a hundred times, yeah. and there's a scene where he asks him for money, and he's like, "Do I get to see a titty?" And he's like, "Dude, you get to see two titties." And he's like, "All right," and he gives him the money for like the movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember that scene. Now, with, <laughs> in defense of Kevin Hart, this is completely off topic of anything like this. Okay, you guys remember seeing Keanu Reeves go through the combat training where yeah. he just blew. Th- Kevin Hart did that too. 
Oh, holy crap. He is awesome. I, one person, one human being, I never would have expected. And watching yeah. him go through the CQ. Oh, my Lord. It's was amazing. he doing it for like a movie or something? Or No, he, I looked like he was just in a regular training yard. Uh, Halle Berry he does it pretty really good, too. Good. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Yeah, I don't have anything against Kevin Hart. I just don't think he fits the character at all. I love Kevin Hart. He's my favorite movie. And he got because he played the rabbit in um, Secret Life of Pets. I don't oh. know if you guys have ever seen those <laughs> yep. movies. Yeah, they are both fantastic. Yep. Two of my, it. yep, uh, my my kids love that movie too. I I swear I could have burned the Blu-ray out. Have they but, watched? Um, have they watched Sing? Oh, that's another one. Oh. I don't, when, that, this is where we don't speak about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so something it, funny happened on Twitter with this movie earlier today, like earlier in the morning. Someone said <laughs> they were like, "Oh, Joe, oh, what do you call it? Steve Martin's rolling in his grave." And I follow Steve Martin on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do. He tweeted back. He was like, "Not yet," <laughs> <laughs> but he will so, be soon. Because uh, this movie. <laughs> oh, we don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. Play Vietnam. It'll definitely one of my absolute favorite movies. Um, I will definitely check it out. I, so. I also also go got to point out here. It's also just the fact that, truthfully, and I don't care what anybody says, nobody's going to be able to hit hit it like John Candy did. Like, and that's well, you watch that not. whole movie, and then you ball your fucking eyes out when he runs in and goes, "He's like, what are you doing?" He's like, "My wife's been dead for five years." And you, yeah, it's so sad. And you're yeah. like, it just crushes you because he did it so goddamn well, and yeah. they're not going to be able to pull that off. I don't think they won't even know. get it. They won't even understand the comedy. That movie's very subtle, except for a couple scenes. Exactly, there are a couple scenes that are great, but most of it's subtle. But they're only going to remember a couple scenes, just like um, uh, Ghostbusters. Subtle, everything's subtle in that movie. What did they do when they made the remake? They focused on the few slapstick scenes, as if that was what the whole movie was about. But yeah. the movie was never about just those stupid flat slapstick scenes. Yeah, but and that you're saying, Billy. What you gotta see, what you gotta understand is this: the new movie that's coming out is being directed by the same person that did the first two. Unlike oh, that, that, that's good then because I that, thought it, it is. It it's his son, isn't it? It's his. Son. Well, yeah, it's yeah, his son. Yeah, but his the son father's helping out. The father's helping. They're both doing it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. If you look at the IMDb stuff, they are both doing it. His and son. Who wrote it? Who wrote um, it? The enact- um, all of them. Well, they all. They're all. They all have a part in it. Every single one of them, well, obviously, except for Harold, um, Harold Ramis, um, they all have a part in it. They all have a big part in it. And from what I'm reading, what I'm piecing together from fan sites, from um, these they're like rumor mills, if you will, reading off of IMDb and what you guys have just posted, um, it, it looks like it's going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially if they went back to the drawing board to do it over again. <laughs> I'm just hoping it's not what I'm, everybody keeps saying. Oh, Stranger Things, Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's those people can go flat height. And well, on the same <laughs> well, token, no, but, no, hold up. They have a valid argument because very valid. They're making a new movie, and the first thing they decide to do is throw a bunch of kids into it into that setting. That screams to me that someone was in the meeting and said, "Hey, in- Stranger Things is really big." Let's do that. Stranger Things is, as of right now, and it stands to this day, is my favorite tv series i have ever watched i fell in love with it from episode one i fell in love with the kids i fell in love with what they meant they D players and the story it was gripping and it was like it was just 
Oh, dude, it was so good. But the thing Man, is, I would love a Goonies think of, done right. Think about it. When they went to the Upside Down, when they went to all this shit, the Demigorgons, think about it, though. Like, take those kids away and replace it with the Ghostbusters. Yes, they have proton packs as opposed to D20s, but it, it's the same thing. Just yeah. children yeah. versus adults, kids' humor versus... Ghostbusters had some vulgarities, kind of. They were really subtle, but they did. Well, I think we're going to see like an older generation training a new generation. I'm excited. Anybody's saying the movie's going to be terrible because of it, but you cannot discredit them saying, "Oh, it's basically Stranger Things," because literally, you could tell that's what the writer thought. Yeah, but you got to remember though. Yeah, but you got to remember Stranger Things was based off of ET and Ghostbusters. Correct. You're missing the other way around. Not that way. No one's saying it's bad. They're just saying that it feels like the writer, like clearly the writer sat down in the meeting and said, we're doing a new Ghostbusters. And they were all like, we love Stranger Things. Let's do Stranger Things Ghostbusters. And then they came built off of it. You can't deny that. You can do classic Ghostbusters and it would still be like Stranger Things because Stranger Things is based off Ghostbusters. That's fine. But no no one's disagreeing with that. They're just saying you cannot discredit that argument. Because clearly right. that's the idea they're going for. Well, one came before the other one, so that's why right. I'm saying the argument doesn't stand. Yes, it does. It stands because that's what they're doing. They sat down in their production meeting and said, let's try to make this feel as much like Stranger Things as we can, because that will hit, and people are into that. That's but it already is. But Ghostbusters, classic Ghostbusters feels like Stranger Things. No, classic Ghostbusters feels like adults. No, <laughs> you're confusing. It doesn't. It doesn't though. Like when they all argue after being dipped in the slime, when they're digging in the hole in the middle of Manhattan. Hey, you've been what? What have you been doing while I've been getting coffee for the past hour and a half? I've been digging a hole in the center of. It still has the. They act yeah. like they're brothers or somebody that have grown up together for a long time. They they berate each other, but they're comrades. They get in arguments, but they love each other. Um, the same thing with childlike you know camaraderie look at the way that you know when what's his face liked 11 and they thought 11 was bad so let's kick them out of the group then 11 got upset with dude i don't know i honestly think that because stranger things is a thing we're saying this now yeah you know what i mean but you could also see that because they did the same thing with that other movie too like you could clearly tell that they directed it to feel like Stranger Things more horror. I've never seen the new it's. So I kinda... the new it's the new it is literally. Hey, Stranger Things is a thing, and we love it. Let's see if we can hit that I, mark. I tried There's watching. There's nothing it. wrong with it. It's just the reality of what's happening. Yeah, I tried watching, and I couldn't take it seriously. I didn't see Tim Curry, and it made me want to cry. Uh, well, anyway, we have reached the end of the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast. Oh God, we have. We <laughs> we really hope you enjoyed this segment talking about Ghostbusters. Hope you're excited Ghostbusters as much as we are. Remember, like I said, go check out our YouTube YouTube.com slash get tech. Remember, there's a new Minecraft series that these guys are working on that's gonna be coming out with a whole bunch of things. It's gonna be probably a billion times better than our original one because we are very early on in our channel at that time <laughs> and we've learned a lot. So be excited for that. And along with we're gonna have a number of other videos coming out as well. So That'll be just a matter of time as soon as we can start shooting. And if you're watching this podcast, listen to this podcast, share it out to somebody that might want to know about the latest gaming and technology news and let them know, hey, I might have learned something from this podcast. Come check it out. 
But until next week. For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, get tacked.